Hey, welcome back to the show. Now, I am well aware of the Trump indictment. Did some uploads about it briefly yesterday, and I will be getting more in-depth into it today. But I want to keep in mind, there is a correlation here. The escalations with Trump being indicted, arrested, whatever the fuck, are always in tandem with the UFO sightings. What's interesting about that is the UFO sightings are always in tandem with anything revolving around Hunter Biden and Joe Biden being investigated prosecuted or having to testify for something there's always something major with the biden's in the news ufos appear and trump committed some magical criminal act they pull out their ass the walls are perpetually closing in we have heard this narrative for almost 10 fucking years now in two years right it's 2023 now in two years less than two years about what year and a half ish it's gonna be 2025 and then it will have been 10 full years of the walls are closing in on Donald Trump. You know what we haven't heard for 10 years? The walls are closing in for Hunter and Joe fucking Biden. So that being said, I'm going to start off with the actual interesting news. And then we'll get into the Trump indictment and go on. And not only that, I also want to give it a minute to breathe. It is 3.28 a.m. as the time of recording this. I'm going to record a few episodes about this. Hunter Biden's indictment, Devin Archer, so on and so forth. And then we'll get into the Donald Trump indictment. If you want to know more about the Donald Trump indictment, there's tons of people talking about it right now. I want to see what comes out about it before I get to it. That being said, how the DOJ, Hunter Biden's lawyers, tried to force the judge's hand in plea hearing by Ryan King, Josh Christensen, and Caitlin Dornbus. Now, Caitlin Dornbus and Josh Christensen are two writers we've seen a fair bit about, both with the New York Post and other outlets. I give them a mixed review. You know, they're better than half the writers of the Texas Tribune. Fucking Cassandra working at the Texas Tribune. Hit piece for hire. Moving on. Let's see what this video here is. It's an ad. Alrighty. Got the video queued up. Oh, of course. Alrighty, now, teams be ready to go. All right, moving on. Hunter's defense team and federal prosecutors tried to slip the first son's wrist-slap plea deal past a Delaware federal judge on Wednesday, only to see their plan unravel when the jurist called out the agreement as flawed and possibly unconstitutional. Hunter, 53 years old, was poised to admit to two misdemeanor counts of un of willful failure to pay federal income taxes and enter a div- <clears throat> sorry it's, a bit, it's still really smoky where I'm at anyway a diversionary program on a felony weapons charge however near the end of the diversity agreement was a paragraph reading in part quote the United States agrees not to criminally prosecute Biden outside of the terms of this agreement for any federal crimes. 
See, this is why I was calling it a baptism. They were baptizing Hunter Biden of all of his crimes and wrongdoing and allowing him to just right out the fucking door. Committed, uh, <clears throat> sorry. However, near, uh, near the end of the diversionary agreement was a paragraph in part, uh, for any federal crimes committed by the first son for which the statute of limitations had not already expired. One problem. Diversions are granted at prosecutor's sole discretion. They're a pledge not to prosecute a specific crime, in this case Hunter Biden's gun charge, if the defendant meets a certain condition. While judges have the authority to accept or reject plea deals, they often do not have same diversionary agreements. U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica smelled a rat, complaining that she was not given a copy of the crucial paragraph until just before the hearing began. Again, we talked about this before. They were really banking on the idea that she would not read it. That she would just get this packet of documents and assume it was the exact same as all the ones she got before. And then she thumbed through and said, what the fuck is this text? What does this say? What the fuck is this? It's important to keep in mind. Because while they point to a certain orange Cheeto in a rapidly misfitting suit, they keep pointing to him while the pile of evidence publicly known about Biden and his son are piling up. I'm hearing currently leftists in my circle. Granted, they're hopping to the RFK train right now in droves, but they're hopping over because they're like, well, Biden's so corrupt, I just don't think I can vote for him again. It's wild to hear. Because not one word about his mental his mental and cognizant abilities or any of that comes up. No, no, no. It's, well, I, I heard about his son and prostitutes. Oh, I heard about his son and so-and-so. Like, these weird things. Right? Like, the prostitutes are the one I hear about the most. And I'm just sitting here thinking, really, the prostitutes? That's your holdup? Prostitutes? Wild. I just can't help but wonder, why prostitutes? We know about JFK hooking up with tons of different women, fucking him on the Resolute desk. And and it's just, I find that fascinating. None of the stuff with Ukraine or any of that ever comes up. I don't know if it's convenient or they just don't hear about it. But prostitutes? Really? That's the line in the fucking sand for a party that promotes so much sexual deviancy publicly? Getting a hooker? Okay. I just find it to be such a weird stigma that I've been, I've been hearing thrown around from people on the left that I know. It's like, why? What? Why? None of that. You can't think of any other reason to vote for RFK instead of Biden. Nope, just paid for sex. Got a blowjob, right? I don't even hear them talk about the drugs, and I don't even care about the drug charges. I don't. I don't believe in federal drug or gun laws. I don't believe in federal laws on sex and prostitution either. I'm 10th Amendment on these topics. States should set their own laws and guidelines and work between states. States should work with other states to enforce their different laws and bylaws between the borders, not the federal government. So, but but the thing is, these laws are on the books. And this very same crime family, this very same family, the Bidens, wrote a lot of these drug laws and a lot of these gun laws and voted for the ones they got in and all the ones they wanted that they didn't write. They voted for every gun control. Joe Biden voted for every tax hike, 
every gun law, every drug law, every immigration law, so on and so forth. Joe Biden did. I just find it very wild that that's like, okay, look, just because I, of all people, feel like it should be a Tenth Amendment situation across the board for like 99% of topics. I just find it very funny that we're so focused on everyone besides this fucking family. And this family needs to be held accountable specifically because they passed these laws. These laws that I call bad laws. And again, I'm just clearing my name here. I want these laws held to Hunter Biden specifically because of who his fucking dad is. His dad wrote the 94 crime bill. And his son is a living middle finger to the 94 crime bill. It's a bad bill. But if every other American, if millions of Americans across this country are going to have their lives ruined because they had a joint in their car, but the first son is allowed to lie on a government form, allowed to lie about being a felon on a gun form, allowed to withhold taxes and not pay his fair share, as they would put it. Very common to speak there, isn't it? That's how they always put it, his fair share. But if you or I, dear listener, were to lie on a gun form and not pay our income taxes for years, do you think we would get a sweetheart deal? Ask yourself, is it worth defending the Bidens? Even if you're on the left, is it worth defending them if they aren't even going to be held to the same standard as the very people that you, hypothetical leftist, claim to protect? Rich white guy and cop skate free while low-income minorities get thrown behind bars for marijuana felonies. Rich white guy's son... Gets off for free, banging prostitutes, smuggling people, doing copious amounts of cocaine, heroin, schmack, and you name it. But you, you get busted, you know, in any of these real, real strict areas with some magic mushrooms. Hell, even some of the non-strict areas you get caught some magic mushrooms, felonies. And it grows from the ground. It's not even lab made like the shit Hunter Biden puts in them. How do you feel? See, that's the argument to make to vote for RFK. But they're just like, well, he got a blowjob and you paid for it. I fucking hate these people. I really do. I'm vaguely right-wing, and I can make a better argument from a leftist art, like standpoint against Joe Biden than anyone else can. At least anyone on the left. I, I think most right, most people on the right or vaguely right or libertarian in that area can make better arguments for left-wing views and, and ideologies than the people who claim to unironically hold these ideologies. I don't know, maybe it's because we've looked into it, maybe because a lot of people have read into it and studied it. I don't know. But, like, I talk about all the time. When I argue with people about socialism, I bring up guns. And you see a lot... Now, left a lot of leftists love guns. A lot of leftists really love guns. But you talk to your standard liberal about common about about you know socialism they're like well i just don't think it's that bad i think it's a good you know i think it could work in theory blah 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 it's like it doesn't even sound good in theory if we're being honest with ourselves but all right it's like well you know what i don't agree with everything Karl marx said but i do really like what he said about gun ownership and you see these people flare up they're like what are you talking about oh Karl marx basically wrote the second amendment in uh, in the Communist Manifesto, he said that if anyone, any federal power tries to take the the weapons of the citizens, the citizens are to violently uprise against it. Like he, you know, he basically wrote the Second Amendment in the Communist Manifesto, and they rage. Why? Probably because they haven't read it. They were taught it through a Common Core program that teaches you absolutely nothing. 
and then you're just kind of expected to just gulp it down and go about your day with it. It's just really fucking pathetic. Let me directly quote Homeless Santa. And no, I'm not going to say his most famous quote. Give me dads. No, no, his other great quote. The only quote of his I actually agree with. Quote, under no motherfucker. Under no motherfucker. Sorry. No, the actual quote is, quote, under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Under any attempt, and any attempt to disarm, the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. They don't know that quote's in there. And that's only one quote, by the way. He elaborates upon what he means by that. There's basically a weird Federalist document that goes with the Communist Manifesto, but the people who claim to be Communists don't know that. Now you got some leftists who are like, I absolutely support these views. And it's like, all right, well, maybe, maybe. You know, they like guns. You know, maybe they've at least read the book. But your average status quo leftist, liberal activist who claims to support these ideologies, especially the ones who go as far as to wear a, you know, buy a Che Guevara shirt. By the way, when I was working, I'm uploading my, uh, I was working a booth at the art fair. And I don't know if it's, on, I believe it's on that footage. The, uh, the um, United States Communist Party or the Communist Party USA, CPUSA, uh, came up and they gave us stickers. And I asked how much... I was like, oh, these are actually really cool stickers. I've been thinking about getting some made. How much... Wait, where'd you guys go? And like, oh, actually, we, we went through this uh, Amazon. We went through this uh, custom sticker maker on Amazon. Uh, it was not a bad price, you know. We got like 500 of these decal stickers for like 25 bucks. And I was like, oh, so you paid Jeff Bezos to secure the production and distribution of your stickers through capital systems and they got raged filled and they left but i kept the sticker i don't have it right now i got destroyed in the rain oh well but the fact that i freely obtained this the sticker was given to me means i obtained this socialist communist bullshit through more communistic means than the people who supplied it to me i love it but anyway, I'm so off topic here. I just, I, 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 uh, maybe I'm projecting, maybe this is a certain type of leftist I'm surrounded by. But they were all like, oh, you got a blowjob and you paid for it. I can't support that. You know, I find myself thinking, I would probably have a lot more liberals liking my video if the like button was actually the shape of an infant because they would fucking smash it. Let's continue on. Quote, are you relying on the promise in connection with your agreement to accept uh, sorry, to accept the moratorium, the memorandum of the plea agreement and plead guilty? Narika asked Hunter, who responded with, quote, "Yes, Your Honor." Quote, "If that provision were not valid or not enforceable, would you accept the agreement?" The judge followed up, to which Hunter answered, No, Your Honor. Moments later, Nokia... I hate this pull-down tab. The New York, po New York Post updated their webpage, and I hate it. Anyway. Moments later, Norika noted, in a diversionary agreement not to include a space for her signature while the plea deal for the tax misdemeanor did. Whew. She wouldn't sign off on it. 
Now, for some of you, this is old news, but to a lot of people, this isn't old news. This is important to know. This is important to have on you as information. It's good to reference these, because while a lot of us listening to this are like, yeah, we already know he's guilty of all these things, this is reaching normies. Normies are hearing this. This is one of those times where the mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, even HuffPost, and a lot of these lefties outlets are trying to cover in a certain way but they find themselves having to admit that, yeah, this plea deal is a little fucked up. Just like with the Hunter Biden laptop story, that a lot of lefties got their shit woken up with the, with the laptop. And before you're like, no, they didn't. Yes, they did. Multiple polls and studies, even Harvard, Harvard Harris studies, or Harvard Harris poll, my apologies, show that between, that around 18, it was like 17.9, roughly 18% of voters, had they known the laptop was genuine, they would have voted for Donald Trump. That would have swung the election. By the way, my argument for interf- for election fraud and election interference isn't the same as Donnie's. That's my fucking argument. That and everything written in a New York Times article. So, quote, you're saying I don't even get to accept the diversion, the diversion agreement. I guess I'm supposed to rubber stamp it, Narika said, quote, I am concerned that you're taking uh, provisions out of the agreement of uh, of a plea deal, of a plea agreement that would normally be there. Quote, she was basically caught on the fly here, having to say, quote, well, let's talk about what this is all about. And it became clear that it was not properly thought out. Paul Kramner, counsel, of, uh, counsel to the National Legal and Policy Center, told The Post, Narika made prosecutor, uh, prosecutor Leo Weiss, wise, my apologies, Leo Wise, focus on her ire, asking at one point, quote, do you have any precedent for this agreement not to prosecute crimes that have nothing to do with the case or the charges being diverted? Quote, I'm not aware of any, Your Honor, Wise, <laughs> Wise conceded. Now, Depending on which version of this uh, reporting you read, the judge was screeching and yelling and, like, all worked up and yelling. So, she does not like being fucked with. Now, mind you, this is not a Trump-appointed judge. That was mass-reported. It turned out that, no, she is not a Trump... uh, Now, correct me in the comments below, because there is mixed reporting on this, but from everything I've gathered, she is not a Trump-appointed judge. She might... Some speculation, at least floating around Twitter, is she's a blue voter. This is good. This is juicy. I like it. Now, excuse me while I sip some uh, fine Kroger coffee. It's that black, bold roast. No cream or sugar, because I'm not a little bitch. Actually, there's... It's a French vanilla creamer. Anyway, moments later, Narika <laughs> blew a massive hole in the deal. Quote, to the extent that the agreement not uh, quote, to the extent that the agreement not to prosecute is promised, do the parties have some understanding of what the scope of that agreement is? She, she asked Wise. Yes, Your Honor, he said. No, tell me. Like specifically, what does it include? Norika pressed. You said that there is an investigation. I don't know what that is. But you must know 
<laughs> you must know if there are particular charges that could be brought based on the facts that there are there. I hate this old pull-down tab. That are there. Quote, I can tell you what I think we can't charge. I can't tell you what we are, what, oh, fucking hell. Quote, I can't tell you what the ongoing investigation is. Wise deflected, quote, So for instance, I think based on the terms of the agreement, we cannot bring tax evasion charges for the years described in the factual statement to the plea agreement, and I think we cannot bring the uh, bring for the firearm charges based on the firearm identified in the factual statement to the diversion agreement. Quote, Could the government bring a charge under a Foreign Agents Registration Act. Now, mind you, this was supposed to be struck. The judge was not supposed to bring this up. The judge was not supposed to know about this. The judge was not supposed to ask about this. This was supposed to be persona non grata as a topic because the judge was supposed to have zilch in the way of information about this. Uh -uh. The judge brought it up, and Hunter Biden and his team broke. Quote. Oh, I read that part. Scrolling on down. I thought that was... Like, Walmart, that's like the Mike Huckabee you have at Walmart. Yeesh. Yes, Wise admitted. Defense lawyer Chris Clark then made a stunning remark, quote, As stated by the government just now, I don't agree with what the government said. I mean, these are contracts, Norika said, quote, To be enforceable, there has to be a meeting of the mind. So what do we do now? There is no deal, Wise said. Ooh. That's mm, mint. Quote, as far as I'm concerned, the plea agreement is null and void, agreed Clark, who had indicated last month he wouldn't be inclined to accept the deal knowing the additional charges could be forthcoming. Yeah, and you know what I bet happened with Hunter Biden's legal team? They said, fine, there's no deal thinking they had the power move, they had the muscle behind it. Just for the other side to go, we agree to your terms. Your terms are, are your terms are acceptable, homie. And the Biden legal team went, fuck. Even as the deal went down in flames, Norika continued ripping it apart, raising concerns that she would be the one tasked with determining whether Hunter violated the terms of his, uh, per, uh, sorry, of his pretrial diversion agreement, such as a commitment to remain sober, which we know he failed to because he was caught doing massive bong rips with his fucking attorney the night before. Quote, a hey, shout out to TMZ. I'm a douchebag. Quote, I'm concerned that that, it's in there twice, that that provision, I'm the last person to say anything here because I'm illiterate as fuck. There should be a little comma there. That that. See, it makes a pause, New York Post. Spend less time fucking up your your uh, website's format and more time checking your official articles. See, this is why I don't write articles as much as I used to. I'm illiterate. Moving on. I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of retarded. Uh, quote, I'm concerned that that provision makes me a gatekeeper to criminal charges and puts me in the middle of a decision as to whether or not to bring a charge, she said, quote, that, well, you are the judge, quote, that choice as to whether to bring charges or charges is not, that's the executive branch. 
not the judicial branch. So, is this even constitutional? Multiple legal experts comment, uh, commended Narika's decision, uh, dissection of the agreement. Yeah, this one right here, that's the face of a woman who's realizing that she is not suicidal and she did not kill herself. George Washington University Law Prefer... Ooh, that can... Mm. It's really sad what happened to the legacy of that college. George Washington University Law Professor Jonathan Turley told The Post, The implosion of such a plea deal is very rare. The existence of such a plea deal is unprecedented. So I would imagine it's fucking rare, homie. No shit. It's like saying, hey, look, a one-of-a-kind a one of a kind handmade sculpture. Wow, that's a rare sculpture. Yeah, it's sort of implied by the fucking one-of-a-kindness of it. Quote, This is usually a carefully choreographed hearing with prior and detailed discussions between the parties. Truly, su- the suggestion was that this improvisational... I'm not so sure. I think it was basically amateur hour on their part. Kamar said, oh, my bad. Referring to the attorneys on both sides. Thank goodness that this judge didn't become a party to this plea deal. I will say there's some base minds coming out of George Washington University, a college that is largely fornicated its own legacy. Truly added that Norika deserved credit for having drawn answers out of both federal prosecutors and Hunter Biden's legal team that prevented either party from, quote, poisoning the well for future charges. Will Scarf, a former federal prosecutor and current candidate for Missouri Attorney General, also credited Norika for having sniffed out a blanket immunity clause that both parties, quote, effectively hid. In Hunter's plea tr- and Hunter's pre-trial diversion agreement for having lied on a federal gun purchase form. Quote, that pre-trial diversion agreement, as written, was actually much broader than just the gun charge, Scarf said on Twitter. If Hunter were to complete a complete probation, the pre-trial diversion agreement prevented the DOJ from ever bringing charges against Hunter for any crimes related to the... Uh, Offense conducted, uh, offense conduct discussed in the plea agreement, which was purposely written to include as foreign influence peddling operations in China and elsewhere. Elsewhere would be Ukraine. But I would imagine the guy being interviewed wouldn't want to say that, especially, you know, with the New York Post being an outlet that has had the Ukrainian flag boldly printed on every cover of every publication for about a year and a month now. Dog, the night I was getting ready to leave for the to document the Freedom Convoy, the Ukrainian war started, like a night or two beforehand. It's been over a year, dog. And like I said back then, if the U.S. wasn't involved, the war would have been over within a month. Because let's face it, they were winning when Obama was in office. It's a wild belief to pull out of my ass, and I've stood by it ever since. I haven't been exactly proven wrong about it either. Now, have I? Quote, so they put the facts in the plea agreement. 
but put their non-prosecution agreement in the pretrial diversion agreement, effectively hiding the full scope of what the DOJ was offering and Hunter was obtaining through these proceedings. Quote, he pointed out, adding, the first son's lawyer, quote, blew up the deal. Only after prosecutors admitted to Norica that, quote, Hunter remained uh, susceptible to prosecution under FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Quote, it was the court that raised Farah, truly also, told the Post. Quote, the question is whether the Justice Department is now actually, uh, will now actually treat Biden like other defendants. The hearing was bizarre. It was like a, it was like a, min- a minister at a wedding asking if anyone objected to the union and having both the groom and the bride object. Fun fact, that's happened. You can Google this. There's some interesting stories about that happening. That's actually, I watched way too much Danger Dolan back in the day. All those fact videos were my shit. Those listicle videos, I was addicted to them. I think every video Watch Mojo published from 2010 to 2018, I watched. I'm not kidding. And all the What Culture channels, every fucking one of them. There's some wild shit that's happened at weddings. And there's quite a few cases where actually glass me. Both of them were like... Yeah, no, I don't want to get married. I just wanted to fuck, and then years of fucking got us here. It's it's interesting. It's sad. I'm not saying it's not sad, but there is even humor in the saddest moments in life. All the Harambe memes. Mike Howell, director of the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project, based, based man, big fan of his here said his legal team, which submitted a brief to Norica ahead of the hearing, revealed the plea deal as a, quote, Trojan horse for global, oh, for global immunity for Hunter. Mm. You love it. Quote, it wasn't really about the tax or gun charges. It was about letting him off the hook for any crime that may arise from running a multi-million dollar international influence peddling scheme with his father as the product. Howell told the Post, quote, they tried to slip, in, slip it in past the judge. We pointed out, we pointed this out to her in our brief and the court and, uh, to the court and are thrilled she agreed with us. Quote, Hunter's lawyers and the DOJ came to Delaware to execute that corrupt bargain. They left with nothing. Yeah, I mean, I was calling this shit a fucking baptism for a reason. That's good. And the Biden legal team is acting like it's all shit. What is in the fucking backpack? I've asked this so often. Why is Hunter Biden suddenly carrying around a fucking backpack? Does anyone know? Any of you bold minds out there? Aussies. You always say the best shit in my comments. What is in the fucking backpack? Ooh, actually, hey, I got a little bit of a, I got a little bit of a Colombian audience. You guys might actually know. Hey, Colombian guys, what do you think's in that fucking backpack? My actual speculation is I think it's methadone related. Uh, methadone or something like methadone. I think after the cocaine was found at the White House and he got put on this whole like supervision deal, I think he's so addicted to cocaine that if he quit using. It would probably kill him, kind of like a, you know, like a, a you know, like a dec- multiple decade long alcoholic trying to go cold turkey will die from like jitters and withdrawals and all that shit. I wonder if Hunter Biden is suddenly carrying around his backpack because he either has a short, like a small stash in it, or 
it has his methadone or whatever medication he's taking to wean off of whatever product he's eating. Because the backpack never seems particularly heavy. It never seems like it has a lot in it. It seems largely empty. And I used to sell pot only when it was legal, of course. Allegedly. Only when it was legal. And I remember carrying around backpacks that were largely empty like that. A lot. Because, you know, you just want a backpack, you can carry stuff in drinks, rollers, scales, grinders, bags, green containers, like little pop guys, papers, and bags or jars, whatever you Preferably bags, because jars make too much noise, and if you fall, you're fucked. It's a lot of glass. So you want to do, like, either the plastic jars or bags. Preferably... Uh, triple seal, like, three Ziploc bags with your product in it, and you want to, like, one bag, you know, zip. anyway, that's too much detail, you don't need to know all that shit, but, I, I just wonder, is it drugs, or is it what he's using to wean himself off drugs? That's why I think it's in the backpack. But we're almost done with this article, and we'll wrap it up very soon. Ultimately, Hunter Biden's plea pleaded not guilty. A placeholder move while his legal team is expected to meet with the prosecution to hash out their differences. Quote, they're just going to hand her a picture of JFK and be like, bitch. Oh, oh, you don't think we'll go after the legal side? Hands them a picture of RFK, you know, dad, senior, RFK senior, bitch. Quote, what happens? You know, they're like, well, I'm a judge. They show a picture of that judge whose father, whose husband and son were murdered on their porch by a guy dressed as a pizza delivery guy. And they're like, bitch. By the way, that guy never got caught. They, he just showed up on Rain Doorbell dressed as a fucking pizza delivery guy. Shot this judge's, not this judge, but different judge's husband and son. And disappeared into the fucking night like a fart in a pool. You saw him, and then it was gone forever. Quote, what happens after this is either the case is settled, which is, not, which is done 90% of the time, or they will go to trial. Uh... Kiminar said. Now, there are some reports. I don't take these because it's always like, oh, a source familiar with them. I fucking hate those. I don't like to use them unless it's like a part of the article. Pardon me. I've been so fucked ever since the smoke came in. And now it's like August, so it's getting drier outside. Nah, nah, not a lot of rain coming to save me anymore. Because it was nice. It would rain. All that smoke would get, all that shit would get buried to the ground for a brief minute. You could actually breathe and taste good air for a second, and then it would just all come back. Plus, it would be humid, so it would just hang low. I got a bunch of videos. I'm going to... You know, I'll do that tonight. After I get done recording, I'm going to put together a video. I went out and recorded a bunch of the smoke uh, a couple days ago. It's not any better today. Actually, it's probably worse today, but that's off the topic. In the end, the judge conveyed sympathy for the first son, but stressed that she needed more information before she could agree to sign off on any deal. Quote, Mr. Byron, I know you wanted to get this over with, and I am sorry. But I do want to make sure that I am careful in my views of this, Norika said. Quote, so I do need some more information, and part of that is making sure that your plea deal uh, gets you what you think it gets. I actually commend her for that. So, let's check out the comments, and then we'll end this episode. Alpha 16. Ooh, Victoria Service. Who wrote out the text of the plea deal for Hunter? If it was the government, then it is pretty plain to see that the pro it was the government actually. It was uh, I can't remember what the name was, but it was somebody it was an agent with it was an operator within the DOJ directly who wrote that. 
Uh, we covered it too. I, I just I'm blanking on that, unfortunately. Uh, pretty plain to see that the prosecutors are out to protect him against further prosecution, but they're trying to protect his dad more so. And if they're throwing Hunter under the bus, I've been saying this for a long time. They want to get rid of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is running for president. They even were starting to see on the hey, don't run for president. Because when Joe Biden was saying, I'm going to run for president, man, I'm going to do it. Jill said, oh, actually, he has no interest in running for president. He's not going to run for president. Shin Pierre and even uh, Jen Psaki, both in that little transitional period, were saying, oh, he's not going to run for president. Oh, those are conversations that he's not even having. Oh, I'm not at liberty to discuss it. Even though Joe Biden was repeatedly saying, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to run for re-election, man. Actually, he said senator and congressman and mayor a few times, too. The mayor thing he said next next to Pete Buttigieg, so I, I think I know where that came from because Mayor Pete. But you know he keeps insinuating that he's going to run for an office again, and for until he officially announced that he was running for office, everyone, including his wife, were saying, "Oh, he's not running for president again. He doesn't want to, or at least trying to imply that he wasn't going to." And then he officially announced that he was running for president again, and that was it. They're already grooming Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom right now. If you look up these videos, Gavin Newsom is doing a state-to-state tour right fucking now. And he's supposed to be promoting Joe Biden in 2024. You know what he's doing? He's talking about himself and these make-believe achievements he has in California. You know? So Gavin Newsom seems to be prepping to say Gavin Newsom 2024. Seems to be what's on his fucking mind. So, again, they're going to try everything they can to go after Joe Biden through Hunter... They're going to say, buddy, quit running. We're going to get your son. And they're going to realize uniform... The reason why you don't have a ton of stuff showing that out of all the kids, right, Hunter Biden's the one kid that Joe Biden didn't fuck, right? According to the laptop, according to the diary, and all these other things, the only person to not have been sodomized by Joe fucking Biden was his shitty fucking junkie son. In fact, I would go as far as to say the only time Hunt, Joe Biden put his, put his hands on Hunter was to shove Hunter Biden out of the way of his other siblings. Right? But Hunter Biden had to see something. You know, you don't just turn into Hunter Biden. Like, shit has to go wrong. Shit has to go sour. Hmm. But anyway, they're going to realize very quickly that Joe Biden doesn't give a fuck about Hunter. So when they say, we're going to go after Hunter Biden, you're going to get the fuck out of our way. Joe Biden's going to be like, do it, man. Kill the little bastard. I don't care. It means nothing to me. I'm old. I got all my I got grandkids. He served his purpose, man. He's more of a liability anyway, man. Fuck him. And they're going to be like, oh. All right. Hunter Biden allegedly, this is all speculation, of course. Hunter Biden's going to have some tragic overdose. Some tragedy's going to happen where he, you know, the state's going to be like, we told you we'd get rid of him. You didn't listen. Joe Biden's gonna be like, I don't care. You just gave me a fucking great platform to run. Joe Biden's gonna turn around and run on. Oh, even though you know I just lost my other son, my heart's broken. But damn it, I made a promise to America, and I'm gonna finish that promise. There's time to grieve later. He's gonna run on that. Mark my fucking words. Mark my words. I said as soon as Joe Biden runs for president, and it's official, and he announces everything, you're gonna see actual concerted efforts from the left and the right to run after Hunter. And the only people protecting Hunter will be people directly working under Joe Biden. That seems to be exactly what's happening. I've been saying this, you know, some newer subscribers are like bullshit. You've never said this before, but for those of you who've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say this exact fucking thing. I used to say it all the time back in the day. I just quit saying it because people told, gave me shit for being so repetitive. So I quit saying it. 
stand by this. It's going to be some shitty hotel. Hunter Biden's going to have an overdose. It's going to be some shitty hotel, like somewhere outside of Vegas. And they're going to be like, oh, it's so tragic. First son, all these legal problems got to him. And he just partied one last time. It's all going to be a big threat to Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to turn into a fucking campaign platform. Mark my fucking words. Stand by it, you know. Thankfully, we have a diligent judge on this case who actually reads the documents before she signs them. The boss of me says, so let me see if I understand correctly. She was given all the information previously except for the portion about immunity for everything. Is that legal? No, it's not. That's why she was like, have you ever heard of such a thing before? Have you ever heard of a plea deal that's not given fully to the judge? Have you heard of a plea deal... That all in a diversion, uh, and in a diversion program that encompasses crimes and other cases. Have you heard of such a thing? And the, the Biden's legal team had to go, oh, no, no, we haven't. She went, okay, I didn't think so, bitch. And TJ, simple, clean name, love it. Quote, no one should be above the law. This judge should be commended for her courage and strength of character. No, absolutely. That's why I said she's not suicidal. Because, you know, you know, this is a set trend of people who are strong-willed and moral being suicidal lately. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I will talk to you later. It's another sad moment in our country's history. The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ, a political party in power that is now repeatedly using police force to indict and arrest and potentially eliminate its political opponents from competition. This is a politicized prosecution. It is a political persecution through prosecution now in a third indictment just in a matter of months against the person who is still at present the lead contender in the Republican primary for U.S. president. I want to be very clear. I am running for U.S. president in that same Republican primary. It would be easier for me 
if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That's not how I want to win. This is not about politics to me. This is about first principles. We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic-like tactics to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions freely. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? I said this in the days after January 6th, 2021, just as I say it today. Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. That was after a year where we had told people across this nation that you had to stay locked down in your house, in your basement, and shut up, sit down, do as you're told. If you question that, you're racist, you're anti-science, your social media accounts were silenced. You had to stay home and lock down unless you were part of BLM or Antifa, in which case it was perfectly fine to roam the streets of this country and burn many of them down. That was the double standard that then applied and said that if you said the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, you were again a racist and had your internet accounts shut down. You were then told you had an election where you could express yourself to put the right person in charge of fixing these problems. And instead, your accounts were suppressed if you sent a mere message saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post was real. You had your accounts locked. Even the New York Post had its own account locked. And if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak, that is when they scream. If you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And I think we are making a grave mistake in this country by trying to pin the blame for that at the feet of one man. If we refuse to learn our mistakes from, from our mistakes in the past, we are doomed to suffer an even worse fate in the future. I worry that will create a country where January 6, 2021 was a friendly parley compared to what's actually to come. I'm running for president to make sure we don't march towards some kind of national divorce. But the first and most important step that we as candidates can take in this race is to speak and speak forcefully on the side of principle to say that even if we're competing against Donald Trump, as I am, I do not want to see him eliminated from competition using these politicized tactics. It is wrong for our country. It is wrong for our future. I call on my fellow candidates to condemn it. And I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. That's going to be a first step towards uniting our country.
The timing of this indictment was coordinated to take the heat off Biden. This is the third time this has happened. You ready? On March 17th, Hunter admitted the laptop was his. And on the very next day, Trump received word Alvin Bragg was indicting him in New York. On June 8th, an FBI document broke that Ukraine paid Biden a $5 million bribe. And the next day on June 9th, Biden's DOJ indicts Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. Yesterday, on July 31st, a Biden insider told Congress that Biden spoke with Hunter Biden's business partners dozens of times. And Hunter was paid handsomely to get his dad to fire the prosecutor in Ukraine. And then today, August 1st, Biden's Justice Department indicts Trump on January 6th charges. Impaired the federal government from functioning. Isn't that literally the Republican Party platform to, to reduce the ability of the federal government from functioning? And then they say it's a crime to ask Pence not to certify? I wonder if Pence would agree that that was a crime. Uh, apparently, the campaign managers told the defendant, Donald Trump, he had a 5 to 10 percent chance of, of winning these challenges. But he still fought on, the indictment said. How dare he? With 5 to 10 percent chance, I wonder what the guys in Vegas would say. You now have suspicious activity in Philadelphia, Detroit, and Arizona and Nevada. They're going to have to litigate suspicious election activity in all of those states, they're going to be presenting evidence. The defense is going to be presenting evidence. And then the prosecution is going to have to knock that down. We're going to relitigate all of these deep blue Democrat districts over the entire country in court in 2024 in an election year. That's really, do you think that's healthy for the country, Jonathan Turley? And do you think that's a road that Democrats want to go down to defend the integrity of Philadelphia's election? security. And then they're saying the, Trump said the voting machines weren't secure. Again, we're going back to voting machines at trial in court in an election year. We're going to bring in voting machine executives who explain everything's fine. And then they're up on cross-examination. We're going to go through that again, Jonathan Turley. And, and, and then lastly, they're saying lying about an election is illegal. Well, then Hillary, lock her up. John Kerry, too.
Hey, how's it going? Not so breaking anymore, but Mitch McConnell appears to have medical episode at press conference, escorted away from podium. Yeah, and he's just returned from a long-ass medical leave, too. But just a thing, him, Feinstein, Fetterman, Nadler, the list goes on. Like, like these Democrat politicians being drowsy, sleepy pieces of shit have been, well, a historic president. I mean, look at... How many videos did we watch with Ruth Bader Ginsburg falling asleep at a public event where we wondered if she was dying? I remember being a kid, sitting next to my brother, a couple of them at the time, cracking jokes, being like, dog, do you think she's actually sleeping or do you think she passed away? Because there'd be times where she'd pass out and you would see people look at her and stare at her. Or, you know, like, like, the longer she'd sleep, the more they'd look at her, the more like the more and more people would just start looking at her and wonder. Like, you'd tell everyone was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, no, she's not asleep this time. And the issue, the, the, all of this to boil down to, this is why we need age limits. There's an age There's an age limit on how old you can be to run for president. There needs to be a, like a cutoff age as well. You need to be 35 minimum to run for president of the America, to run for president of the United States of America. Then, any age above that, theoretically a 190-year-old man could become president. Now, I'm willing to make exceptions. I think there should be some sort of age limit. I'm, you know, I don't think anyone in their 80s, for example, should run for president. But at the same time, mental acuity also plays a big role in it. Are you sharp? Can you perform the job? Because if you die, I mean, it's nothing new. We've had politicians die in office. It's the mental cognizant issues. Strokes, seizures, aneurysms, all these things jeopardize a senior citizen's mental ability. It also affects a young person's ability, too. A young person can have a stroke and their brain quits working, but it's not as common. You know, somebody like McConnell's age has a stroke or whatever this was, and it kills his brain. It's a lot more common. But they pass on, they get replaced. What needs to happen is there needs to be an acuity test. And, like, I'd say, like, mm, going forward, it wouldn't be bad to see, like, an 80-year-old cutoff. Theoretically, it's ideal you don't want a 75-year-old running for president. But there have been, well, like him or not, Trump's a decent argument for this. You know, I, 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 I currently like Trump. I like Vivek Ramaswamy a lot more, but, you know. That's why I'm like, maybe 80. 80 would be a good cutoff, but require multiple, medi- like, m- you know, mental acuity tests. Because if you can't pass those, no. Immediate bar. But moving on. Let's get into the actual story. Enough ranting. This comes after McConnell was treated for a concussion following a fall in March. Yeah. Not uh, not comforting. In a video posted on social media, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Mitch the bitch, as we call him around these parts, a Republican from Kentucky, a sad disgrace. I don't know, I got a family in Kentucky. I don't know a single person in Kentucky who voted for this asshole. 
<clears throat> at least on the primaries. This scene, mid-sentence, saying, quote, Apart from the cooperation and the strain of uh, Before he then stopped speaking and stood silently at the press conference, he was surrounded by other soon, others soon thereafter who asked if he was okay and had anything else to say. McConnell was then escorted away from the podium by Senator John Barroso, a Republican from Wyoming. Let's watch these videos real quick, shall we? It's tragic. You hate to see it. You know, I know as evil and, you know, as much as we don't like the corrupt nature Mitt McConnell operates at, it is still unfortunate to see, you know, from a human aspect, you, you know, a senior citizen going through this publicly. It feels like something that, that you shouldn't see, right? It feels like it should be something behind closed doors. But at the same time, these fuckers put themselves on, on these podiums, and they put themselves on these podiums in front of the American people who know how corrupt they are. So I'm probably the rarity here, even giving you any fucking sympathy. Many Christians wouldn't even give you the, the sympathy there. But let's check this video out, shall we? Come on, X. Let's, uh, there we go. Oh. Yeah, there's something going on with his leg. You see that? His leg tried to buckle. Watch. Grab his arm. Yeah, that's not like uh, he wiggled his knee to, like, turn and look. That was like a... You guys ever just be standing there and your one leg just gives out for no reason? That's exactly what that looked like. Keep shuffling the feet a little bit. He walls away. He's holding onto the thing for support, grabbing off her hands. He's clearly panicking. Something's off. Yeah, no, this is definitely so this a medical. Uh, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the IRA, and uh, of course, uh, we're going to have to the uh, the what. Nope. Maybe this is the beginning of him not being reelected. Who knows? Who's really writing things while these geriatric believers uh, believe they are? Anyway. Fair question. Now let's hop back over here. The 81-year-old Mitch McConnell reportedly came back to the press conference minutes later and said he was fine upon receiving questions about his state of health. C-SPAN. You guys don't appreciate C-SPAN enough. Q! Quote, It's question. Media matters. Q is questions. Relax. And uh, drop the shit. Anyway, quote, Could you address what happened here? at the start of the press conference, and was it related to your injury from earlier this year where you suffered a concussion? Senator McConnell, I'm fine. Q, quote, you're fine? You're fully able to do your job? McConnell, yeah. But even for our play, look how sweaty he is. Look at the faces of people. He's nervous, he's enraged. Everyone's staring at him like he's about to collapse. Even this guy, look at his face. Read the by language. 
press conference and was it related to your injury from earlier this year where you suffered a concussion? Is that you know, um, you find you're fully able to do your job? I want to know what happened. This comes after McConnell was treated in a hospital for a concussion and a minor rib fracture following a fall he suffered in March. Now, I will extend the courtesy here of an explanation that I could maybe comprehend. He's leaning on the podium, the podium is pushing him, but honestly, it's pushing more into his abdomen than his ribs. But. I've talked about this before. I broke my ribs. I I broke four ribs on once. I broke four ribs and fra like fractured slash cracked the rest of them. I fell down a fifteen and a half foot deep pit into a broken staircase, piles of cement and concrete, and bags of garbage, and had to climb back out. It was delightful, but I've gone into that story before. But I remember in the healing process, there was times where I'd be talking and, you know, even, you know, with all those ribs, I imagine it can happen with just one rib, where you breathe too deeply. He was already breathing heavily, you know, he was talking weird, maybe a rib slipped, a little bit of pressure got on, on, on his rib, and it just made it hurt, and he lost his train of thought. He's also an old man. Sometimes certain things just don't fire off like they used to, right, bitch? I mean, Mitch. What do you guys think's going on with Mitch McConnell? I mean, I, I can imagine what you guys are going to say in the comments below, but I, I genuinely want to know. And also, a real question. What do you guys think? Both, I'm asking this both for the domestic and the foreign audience, because I've, I've been curious what both sides think of this. What should be the age limit of the United States, Amer like, like the President of the United States? What should be the age limit to run for re-election? What should be the starting point? Like, what can be the youngest you can run? And what should be the oldest you can run? What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Anything you, any resources used in this episode will be in the description below. And until next time, I am your host, James Madison, and I will have an absolute clot shot reaction next time. Blah, blah, blah. Inside four walls. So, a few short days ago, LeBron's son, Bronny, really, Bronny. Now, Bronny uh, had an interesting heart complication suddenly at a very young age. All comments and jokes I'm going to make about the vaccine and what I think happened and ask what you guys think may have happened. We'll also be talking about Jamie Foxx, too, in this episode, or perhaps the next episode, depending on how this one goes. It is tragic. You know, I've talked about this before. If people took the vaccine because they wanted to, and they genuinely thought something good would come of it, my heart breaks for you. I, I do genuinely feel absolutely terrible for you. 
because there was a lot of people who took the vaccine because they genuinely thought there's people on the right, people on the left, people, you know, not really that caring about politics in general who took the vaccine in good faith because they actually believed in it and they got multiple shots and we all know what happened to them suddenly. And a lot of people are having reactions in mass. It's tragic. Now, for people who were forced into it, I'm not that sympathetic. You know, you, you can look at my history on this podcast. You can you look me up on other... You hear or wherever you listen to this podcast and find what I was saying bef- during, before, and after the vaccine mandate was created and then shot down. It wasn't even really that created. It was something Biden said, forced onto, like, federal employees and never actually put into any kind of paperwork to force it on a national level, but tons of people went, tons of work, every workplace across the country said, well, we're going to do it anyway. It's kind of wild. But I covered this pretty in depth when it happened. If you chose to get vaccinated because your friends peer pressured you, because your boss threatened to fire you, so on and so forth, and you just complied, you are ultimately a dangerous rule follower. I know it's not comfortable to hear, you don't want to hear it, you don't like it, but it's true. You are just as bad as the people who force it, because if you, the person who complied out of force or peer pressure, would have said no and voiced your concerns as to why you're saying no, workplaces would have been fucked. We saw it. Tons of industries fired people for not being vaccinated. And fired tons of people for refusing to be vaccinated. And what happened? They started negotiations with special deals. Even unions got special deals going to bring people back who weren't vaccinated. Nurses got brought back who weren't vaccinated with the COVID vaccine, so on and so forth. The people who said no in large enough number won out. I'm not vaccinated. Proudly when it comes to that shit. And I risked being fired from multiple jobs i also wasn't allowed to and at the time i was you know 2020 to 2022 i was doing a lot of traveling on the ground journalist work not just like this punditry stuff i was interviewing people on the right the left activists normies store owners over the phone interviews and person interviews but when i refused to comply with the vaccine i was suddenly barred from so many venues so many events, so many things I wanted to film, so many things I wanted to be involved with, I was barred from. And so were tons of other people. But, you know, I'm I'm no one special. This fucking podcast makes me no money. I think the most I ever made on this podcast was $100. And that was after four years on, like, Spotify and other podcast platforms with no videos. On Rumble, I've made, like, 50 bucks, I think. And all that went into new equipment. I bought this Yeti microphone and the boom mic and everything with it. So, it's not like I made a lot of money or anything off this. I don't really, like, I haven't made any money off this podcast, really. Everything, any, like the 150 bucks I made went right into new equipment for the show. So, I rely on my 9 to 5 jobs. And I was will- willing, you, you'd be saying, well, you don't have kids, you don't have blah, blah, blah. Fair, man, but you could have stood up. You could have been an example for your kid. And the people saying, well, you don't have kids. I imagine that you're the type of monster that even though you don't trust the vaccine, you still got your fucking kid vaccinated. I know a lot of people who got their kids vaccinated, but not themselves. 
well, you know, they had sports. Oh, well, you know, they had school. Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. I hear you. But if you know this vaccine is dangerous, or at least if you believe it is as dangerous as I believe it is, and you got it for your kid but not yourself, you're a fucking pussy. And I have no respect for you. It's an excuse. Those who trade freedom for safety, you will have neither. And you deserve neither. It's the unfortunate truth of it. But I'm going to have my soapbox here and get into the story, shall we? Ronnie James, LeBron seen together for first time since son's cardiac arrest. By Andrew uh, Batiferino, July 29th. And it was rec- it was updated. Right. It starts with the see what this is. longtime NBA player and coach Doc Rivers could be back in the finals this season, but not as a coach, as an analyst for ESPN. It's all trickled down. So right now for the NBA final. Well, you're 100 percent right from the finals hmm. uh, and being one of the quickly would not work. Well. And then again, not only from when he got fired as coach of the Warriors. Anything to do with this? Uh, but ESPN also in the layoffs uh, and many others uh, and that's going to cause changes with either people leaving for us, uh, but they, you know they're only going to mm-hmm. really um, and, they- and thanks for joining us my man alright cool moving on in what has been a hectic week for LeBron James and his family they got good news Thursday and a bit of a respite on Friday Respite. I know it's pronounced respite. Whatever. One day after the 18-year-old Bronny Johnson was discharged from the hospital after suffering cardiac arrest. It was pretty severe looking. But cardiac arrest. He was, uh, he and his family were seen going out to dinner at, uh, what is that? Gio, Giorgio, Giorgio Baldi? Giorgio Baldi, Okay. In Santa Monica, California. Yeah, it sounds like some proof should that be in California. Along with the Lakers star and Bronny LeBron's son, Bryce, daughter, Zuri, Azuri, and wife, Savannah, were all out together for dinner as well. Aww, a little commie comrade bunch. It's wonderful. I say that because of how LeBron's willing to talk about... You know how blacks are so oppressed in America from his billion-dollar mansion and his collection of sports cars. While he knowingly stays silent about what's going on in Chinese concentration camps where blacks, Muslims, and any other minority group you could bitch about in the U.S. Any minority group that gets bitched about here, any like minority group bitching the U.S. about rights, is actively being murdered in China. Enforced labor and concentration camps, enforced working in factories and all kinds of crazy shit. And LeBron and all the people who run the NBA fucking know about it and they keep their goddamn mouth shut. But they're they're more than happy to take a knee here, burn the flag, wear politically charged anti-American shit. Hypocrites. I, I have no respect for LeBron James. He's like the bottom of my shoe. I, I have no respect for his athleticism. I have no respect for him as a as a human being, as a father, as an athlete. None whatsoever. I have no respect for him as a human being in, in general. Did you say you're a bitch from your multi-billion dollar lifestyle? Like, how, I know you're like, well, he's only a multi-millionaire. No, I'm talking about like investments 
his property, his house, all the shit he's paid into it. Like, like combined, he's worth like a billion dollars. He's insanely wealthy. And I and again, like I'm I'm trying to make it clear. I'm not I'm talking about like him himself. I know him himself is worth multi millions. But as a as a figure, he is worth so much money to the NBA. But he talks about how black people have no value in the US and how this is such an oppressive country. I fucking hate him. Fucking hate him. There you go. Homie's walking around. As you can see. How much you want to bet that his NBA career is over though? And if he does go back and play, you're gonna see this exact same thing happen again. But let's move on. James, wearing a white hoodie and black pants, was snapped walking with his family after what has been a tumultuous week while practicing at the USC on Monday. Ow, sorry. He, uh, where he was an up-and-coming freshman, James suffered cardiac arrest and was reportedly unconscious at one point. Here's everything we know about Bronny James' cardiac arrest. Bronny James, the 18-year-old son of NBA superstar LeBron James, LeBron James, went into cardiac arrest during a basketball practice with his son or with his team at the University of Southern California on Monday. Cedars Sine Medical Center cardiologist, uh, Merjury, uh, I definitely am getting this wrong. Kukamuri, okay, definitely said that wrong, but moving on. Said in a statement Thursday that Bronny, quote, has been, discharge, has been discharged home where he is resting. It's too soon to know how Bronny's episode will affect his basketball career. I bet it's over. If it's not over, they're setting him up to have way worse medical setup. Because if he's 18 and already going into cardiac arrest, I don't know what you can expect from him in the future when it comes to, like, high intensity sports and you want to say like basketball is not the most high intensity sport true but training and prepping and everything that goes into that yeah no there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that a lot of intense workouts a lot of upper body again a lot of shit that's gonna be hard on the heart and if you if lebron makes him keep playing or lebron pushes him because i imagine as a father right you'd be like don't play you come on, make some public statement. You tell your kid who's behind doors, like, hey, I don't want you to play. But I guarantee you, LeBron is going to push for his kid to keep playing. And I just feel like that's a bad call. Like, it's going to only increase his kid's chances of having severe cardiac problems going forward. Quote, or sorry. Yep, quote. When they grow up with a mechanism, when they grow up with, when they come up with a mechanism for why he had cardiac arrest, you could then and only then make an informed decision regarding his recovery and his ability to go back on the court. Doc Mark Cohen, chairman of the Department of Medicine at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center, told the Post. Yeah, and I, I, that's actually the outlet I use the most when it comes to covering the vaccine. Because here's the wild thing. Israel is happy to be like, oh yeah, this vaccine's horrendous. But we're also going to make sure our people keep getting, getting updated and boosted. It's like, wh why? If you're saying all this shit about it, why are you... Wow. Him and John Campbell, you know? Or Israel and John Campbell. Great sources for the vaccine. On Friday, a, if you don't know who John Campbell is, look up Dr. John Campbell on YouTube. You will not regret it, and you're welcome. Uh, a 911 call, first re reported by TMZ, revealed the terrifying moments after the health scare. According to the call, there were no doctors on the scene at the USC's Gallon Center before emergency responders reached James. Uh, yeah. 
Quote, we need an ambulance immediately, a caller said to the 911 dispatcher after the cardiac arrest. Quote, listen, listen, listen. Get an ambulance here now. He was transported to the hospital by ambulance, though it's unclear what led to the cardiac incident. After spending a brief amount of time in the intensive care unit at Cedars uh, Sine Medical Center, James was stabilized. And on Thursday, he was discharged from the hospital after the terrifying ordeal and made good progress, according to the Cedar Sinai. Quote, Thanks to the swift and effective response by the USC's athletics medical staff, Bonnie James was successfully treated for a sudden cardiac arrest. Again, he's 18. Like, he just turned 18. Cedar Sinai Medical Group. Cardiologist Dr. Mergie... Kakamurji said in a statement issued by the hospital on Thursday, though LeBron has tweeted his gratitude for all the support the LeBron family has gotten through the ordeal, Bonnie has not yet commented on the situation. No, I wonder what the comments are saying about this exact topic. Gee, I bet the comments will not say anything but a certain forced medical... You know, I don't post on YouTube. The fucking vaccine! Actually, I just got a strike on YouTube for a short I posted forever ago. Don't you love that? I got an, uh, RJ says, I got an idea. If it wasn't the vaccine, then he should take a booster just to be on the safe side. You're wrong for that. But you are funny. Rocky Moore. I've never heard of anyone having a heart attack. Leaving the hospital the next day and going out to dinner a couple of days later. Something isn't adding up here. Yeah. And Robert Foley. Okay, big fan of your work. Like, that's a real Robert Foley, right? Anyway, this makes no sense. You almost die of a heart attack, then instead of staying home completely resting with prepared meals and relaxing, you're out with your whole, you're out with the whole world all over you? Yeah, no, agree. That's why I'm thinking, like, LeBron's gonna force his kid to perform, he's gonna keep forcing his kid to play, and LeBron's gonna kill his fucking kid. By just pushing him to keep being an athlete. But, you know, that's speculation, right? Anyway, I've been your students, Madison. This has been an update about LeBron. I'm going to make the Jamie Foxx episode its own thing. And until next time, I will talk to you later.
A CDC safety group says the heart condition in adolescent and young adults is linked to the shock. CDC now looking into reports of heart problems in young vaccinated teenagers. Now chest pain, fluttering and heart inflammation are among some of the new side effects announced by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Observing some people who have received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. Ending up with inflammation around the heart, causing chest pain and shortness of breath. Myocarditis is noted by the Canadian Pediatric Society as a possible side effect of MRI saying that the COVID vaccine doesn't work. All I'm saying is we all got the COVID vaccine and then we all got COVID. <laughs> Imagine if we all took the polio vaccine, then we all got polio. Be like, hey, I don't think that polio vaccine works. Why? Because I got polio. Oh, well, it's just supposed to lessen your symptoms. Oh, then it worked. Then it worked. I'm glad I got it. Oh, look at me all healthy. Hey, welcome back to the show. So, the LeBron, or the, sorry, LeBron, the Jimmy Fox story. I've been aware of it for quite a while. I just haven't really done an update because every time I went, sat down to actually record about it, you know, when he first collapsed on set after yelling at everybody, you know, after he's allegedly got his uh, updated booster, ooh, pardon me, so on and so forth, right? You know, you, you hear all this. I go to recording, and it's like, oh, the Rolling Stones got an interview with him, and they said one thing, and then it's like another week later, they're like, actually, you know what? He's doing terribly. He can barely walk. His face is fucked up. Rolling Stone saying this, right? So I was just like, oh, okay. And then the family said one thing. Doctors came out and said one thing. And it's like, why are the doctors even able to say anything? You know, so it's just like tons and tons of stuff we're just coming out about. So now I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to record two, I'm going to read two articles to you. And we'll go from there. All right, guys? Because listen, that should be talked about. He's a major cultural figure, and it's one of those times that when he had an issue, I heard normies talking about the vaccine being an issue. And that's why I focus so much on the normies, because, you know, a lot of people listen to this show. A lot of you are political insiders, or a lot of you, you know, maybe not political insiders, but, you know, you're at least invested enough in politics to watch somebody like me talk about it. So, you know, you're, you're uh, not exactly being woken up to any new possibilities here, but a lot of normies are. And, this, you know, I post on enough social media platforms and Facebook and stuff. I'm sure a couple of normies watch my stuff. And if you are one of them, hi, welcome to the show. That being said, let's get into this. Jamie Foxx breaks silence about his major health scare in new video. Quote, I went to Helen back. I love all of you. And I love all the love that I got. Article by Thomas Stevens. 
actor and comedian Jamie Foxx. Now, I do want to make a point. He looks like absolute shit. He's been in the hospital for months and months and months and months. But I do also want to throw in mind here that just like with Joe Rogan, they fucked with the filter over to make Joe Rogan look extra sick. They could have done something like that with Jamie Foxx here. Jamie Foxx could have a filter of some kind going over him. I don't think so. But it is worth noting that like people reported the Joe Rogan thing, and while that was particularly egregious, this is one of the things that could fly under the radar. But I, from what I've been able to look up and see, it, it seems pretty on par. We have the video right here to watch. All this highlights, so you can already tell I watched it. But let's get into it, shall we? Actor-comedian Jamie Foxx. He's a comedian? I thought he was just a funny actor. After being hospitalized back in April, has posted about the progress and healing. In an emotional video on his Instagram, Fox says he is, quote, coming back from his trial. Fox said, uh, there was a, there was speculation about the infirmities that he was suffering from during the last few months, but he dismissed the claims of him being blind or paralyzed. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you, um, uh, how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. Um, uh, I went through something that I thought I would never ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with, uh, with tubes um, running out of me and, and trying to figure out uh, if, if I was gonna make it through. And to be honest with you, my, uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this um, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. And that's what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. Uh, now, you know, by being quiet, Sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was, I was blind. But as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through. I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. And. Uh, I'm able to work, so I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that I that I, I love everybody, and I love all of the love that I got. And man, you know, I know they talk about people crying on videos. You know, you can do take two, but I'm not gonna do a take two. This it is what it is. And if you see me out. Uh, from now on and every once in a while I just burst into tears is because um, It's been tough man. I was sick man, but now I got my legs out, uh, under me so you're gonna see me out uh, But like I said, I just want you to remember me for uh, the jokes that I cracked uh, The 
movies that I make, some I'm good, some I'm made. I think I got a good one out. Uh, and songs that I sing, man. And then, you know. It's not the whole video, but, you know, moving on. What the hell in back? We read all these quotes. Fox said, Fox said that he was uh, resistant to giving updates on the state of his condition when he was in the hospital. He wanted his audience to see him laughing and having a good time. We've already just heard him say all that. But let's hop on down here when we pass all the quotes. At this time, at the time of his hospitalization, Fox's daughter, Corrine, posted on Instagram and said, quote, We wanted to share that my father, Jimmy Fox, experienced a medical complication yesterday. Luckily, due to quick action and great care, he is already on his way to recovery. Yeah, but she said that, and it had been like four and a half months of him being in the hospital. You know, and from everything we were getting, the little drift you were getting, he was completely unconscious for the bulk of it. And I'll talk about something here in a minute. Dozens of celebrities and thousands of fans gave thanks in the comments of Fox's comeback video. Kevin Hart, who helped inform the public about some updates on Fox, said, quote, This is this video just warmed my soul. Fox, you are a needed man. We love you and we are forever with you. Fox said he wished that everyone could have similar support for them when they face moments as he did. He credited his sister, daughter, good medical people, and God for saving his life so he could share the video. Now, uh, I, I'm going to talk about something here in a minute. He looks kind of weird, don't he? But let's get into this next article, shall we? So, let's get into this article, shall we? Jamie Foxx's health is not 100% yet amid recent sightings you know, report. So, you, you see this right here? This guy and this guy just, they don't look the same. They look similar. And, you know, forgive the conspiracy theory sounding angle of this. Because, you know, Jamie Foxx is out and about, apparently. You know, these guys all have stunt doubles who look, you know, like, anywhere between, like, 80 to 95% like the actor. But he also has been in a hospital under fluorescent lights for presumably a very, very, very long time consistently. So maybe he's just missing on a lot of sunlight, but that man is significantly lighter than Jamie Foxx. Like, I don't know, this guy and this guy just seem kind of different. Now, there's been, there was a couple days between this, even though this article and this, you know, article right here came out around the same time. I don't know, man. Again, I'm a little uh, conspiracy theorist over here. Again, it's it's all this weird shit, right? It's kind of like weird what they did with the Demar Hamlin thing, right? They had De they had like this whole little stunt they had where they had like, oh look, guys, Demar Hamlin's in the booth, and then it was like I, I talked about this, right? It, it was a uh, like a guy just standing behind this tinted glass, just kind of waving in this thick coat. You couldn't see a face. You know, you couldn't really make out a, a physique. It was hard to tell what was going on. This guy was wearing, like, a thick-ass winter jacket in a booth that they keep heated 
for fans, and he had the booth all to himself. Like, no one else was in there other than his kid. But then his kid was removed for the photos. Like, his kid's not anywhere to be seen. In, like, the video where they zoom in to show the crowd that he's there, but in, like, pictures, he's there with his kid. It's wild. It's kind of wild. And then the same thing with this. You know, you got, like, this weird video of an extremely pale guy who sounds kind of like Jamie Foxx, but not quite. I don't know. Again, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Despite Jamie Foxx's recent outings in Chicago, the Ray star is... I mean, he's been in so many movies since then. Come on now. Is still not 100% recovered from his unspecified medical complication that sent him to the hospital in April. April, May, June, July. It's four months, guys. A source told us, told US Weekly on Thursday, quote, Jamie's doing so much better and he's starting to feel like himself again. He's not 100% and is still taking things easy. But he's definitely on the road to recovery. I remember when they said he's fine. He was playing pickleball. And pickleball is a game designed to be played by senior citizens with arthritis in wheelchairs. It's like, that's not a great game. That's not not what you want to say he's good at. That's like saying, you know, he still has his teeth. That's why he's eating so much pudding. It's like, ah, buddy, you don't need teeth to eat pudding. What the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, the 55-year-old blamed it, or blame it singer also, quote, has a huge support system around him and his friends and family are making sure that he doesn't take on too much. The insider added, Three months ago, Fox suffered an unknown medical emergency while filming Back in Action in Atlanta alongside Cameron Diaz. The incident did not happen on set. Video here had nothing to do with this. Moving on. He has since been recovering at a Chicago physical rehab facility that specializes in recovering from stroke, traumatic brain injury, or spinal cord injury, as well as cancer rehabilitation. And again, everyone was saying, vaccine. It's a vaccine, and I lean towards it being a vaccine thing. I still lean towards it being a vaccine thing with Obama, even with some of the more recent updates that have come out about that, and i got to look into them and fact-check what I've been hearing and what I've read in a couple places. I haven't got a good chance, actually. You know, double-check and confirm stuff. But, moving on. I, uh... Just because he's out and about and recovered doesn't mean there's no correlation to the vaccine here. I'm just very happy that Jamie Foxx seems to be recovering out and about. I do think it's kind of weird how everybody looks slightly not like Jamie Foxx in a lot of these photos. But again, I'm a conspiracy theorist who looks way too close to that shit. Like, that guy does not look like that guy. But again... These two guys, right, this guy spent months in the hospital before coming out. So there's, you know, easily could have come out of the hospital, presumably not working out, doing any kind of physical fitness. This guy is kind of jacked, right? He's kind of swole, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying Jimmy Fox wasn't a built guy, but Jimmy Fox has always been kind of a lean build. This guy is kind of a thick, he's a thick boy. Just it's a little funky. And also, this, why is he bald? Why is he bald? Because he wasn't bald in the video he released just a few days before he got out. Oops. You know, he released this video not too long before the article came out when he got out and started, like, going on scene shit. And then he went from this skinny, bald guy. Like, you can't see much of his arm here. But... To looking like this... Beefcake? That's... 
weird shit, man. That's the whole reason why I'm doing this episode so late. Is I just started seeing these photos pass around on Twitter. I'm like, why does he look so different? And the other like, well, he was in the hospital. I'm like, I hear you, I hear you, but he looks, he looks different. Anyway, U.S. Weekly source claims that Fox is now feeling really good and is excited to get back to work once the time is right. The Post has contacted the reps for Fox uh, for comment. On Saturday, Fox was spotted at Top Golf in Naperville, Illinois, where eyewitnesses told TMZ that the alien actor played, quote, better than the people with whom he was competing. I, okay, where's the video then? Wouldn't you think that if, you know, he's sitting here trying to like be like, I'm all good, I'm back on top of my game, man, you know, I'm recovering. Wouldn't you think he'd want to post a video of him taking a few swings, showing him out there in the sun, getting active? But all, all we're doing is just hearing from an anonymous source about it. It's not a lot of great updates about his health. You know, they all kind of come across like the same, like, really? Really? You know, fucking, yeah? The Oscar, winning, the Oscar winner also flashed a peace sign at fans on Sunday while cruising down the Chicago River on a boat. He also tweeted that day. For the first time since his health scare, writing, quote, Boat Life, celebrating summer with Brown Sugar BBN, his liquor company. Oh, Brown Sugar Bourbon. Got it. His liquor company, Brown Sugar Bourbon. Stay blessed. On Monday, well, that's his company, not him. On Monday, Fox heroically retrieved a woman's purse in Chicago and allegedly told her that he feels good. Yeah? Really? Just Captain Save-A-Hole lately, huh? Just running up and saving the bitch's purse, not gonna elaborate on that fucking story? And he just says, I grabbed her... And who does that? You save some woman's purse, you give it to her and you go, I feel good! Not, here's your purse. You're welcome. No, just hands over purse. I feel good. It's like an, it's like uh, it's like some shit Martian Manhunter would say when he, in his like first days of being on Earth, trying to save somebody. The public site and shout out to anybody who knows Martian Manhunter. You would think everybody, but not a lot of people actually know who Martian Manhunter is. Even people who watch the shows and read the books allegedly. Moving on, underrated character. The public sighting comes after an insider dished to People on June 29th that quote, he is getting the best care and working hard to recover right now. But he's still not himself. Last week, John Boyega and Tierra Paris, who star with Fox in the up-and-coming Netflix mystery, quote, they cloned, they cloned Tyrone, claimed they spoke to Fox, and he is all good. No, yeah, uh-huh. Let's see what the comments are I have to say about this, right? Mary Lululu says, strokes take a long time to recover from. Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, Trump Hotel Miami Russian. <laughs> R.I.P. Jamie Foxx. If you believe that a lady lost her bag and Jamie Foxx found it and made sure that it was he who returned the bag, then you are not... Yeah, exactly, right? I'm sure based on your politics, uh, at least on your name, we don't agree politically, but yeah, right? That, this fucking what? 
Captain Save-A-Ho out here, fresh from the hospital after being in the hospital for four fucking months, just saving bitches' purses on the sidewalk. Just a friendly neighborhood fox, ma'am. Get the fuck, and what is that? Oh, God, I slept around my neck, crush. Now I've done the, I did the whole head wiggle. Anyway, I don't know about all this. It's too convenient. He's got on shades. Hard to tell if he's even, hard to tell if it's even him. To be fair, in the one video here where it's all pale, it definitely looks like a man in the hospital. He, he's not wearing shades and his eyes wiggle around, but that guy, the guy in the, the buff shirt, and this guy all look incredibly different. Uh, John Holmes says, over this. JB says, coke, prescription meds, both. Jab. I mean, for, if you want to say meds, mandated meds. Uh, go blue. Fuck you, bitch. Wolverine suck dick. Spartans for life. Michigan State over U of M, bitch. Fuck you. Anyway. Hey, hey. Hey, U of M. U of M fans watching. Let me ask you a question. Next time you guys play, is one of you us a favor and not thumble the ball in the last five fucking minutes of the game? Thanks, love. Oh, by the way, I love how U of M sells all these stupid fucking U of M Superman emblem shirts. Like, it's U of, it's U of M side of a Superman crest. It's funny. You wanna know what? You wanna know why? Because Superman's weakness is kryptonite. Hey, U of M. What color is kryptonite? Suck a dick. Fuck you. Fuck Bo Beckler. Fuck that ratty fuck you got running your little fucking league now. Fuck y'all. U of M sucks dick. And not only that, U of M's entire fucking school is a little fucking commie California wannabe campus. Fucking hate Ann Arbor's campus. Fuck that place. Fuck that city. Disgusting. Pfft, hate it. Anyway. Uh, go Blue. Who are they trying to kid? That's not Jamie. Yeah, I'm going to read these last two and move on. Highly opinion... I miss Sassy OP. Sassy and opinionated. On YouTube. Ah, good channel. Yeah, I guess you had to be there. Anyway, Highly Opinionated says, The only thing wrong is he has no career anymore. That's not true. It's Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is recovering. He totally has a career. That's... So he calls his agents and tells him tells him to promote him being sick when there is nothing wrong with him. He, he was literally working on a major production at the time when he went down. This just seems like a weird take. Uh, that way the social media starts writing about him every day and he becomes famous again. Thank you. I don't know who liked that. That, that, that is absolutely fucking retarded. Uh, that was a retarded take. Anyway, Bob here says, This is such a load of... He was at death's door like Jeremy Renner and Madonna, and somehow it's business as usual. Jeremy Renner, to be fair, we know what happened with him. He was helping somebody, he got caught up in a fucking snowblower, and he got his legs and shit all mangled. Then he was in the hospital, and he went through tons of skin grafts. He's still recovering from it. It's not like he's acting again. So, no, the Jeremy Renner, it's a weird thing to say there. Jeremy Renner definitely went through some shit. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I shall talk to you guys later.
back to the show. Now, there's going to be a couple episodes go out today. They seem a little stale, a little old. It's because they've been in the queue for a minute. You know, so trust the plan and all that bullshit, folks. No, but seriously, I just had a couple episodes that I've been, I meant to record. Ongoing technical difficulties. I'm still figuring out. I finally, I found a shop to take care of my computer and get it fixed up. Uh, I think the main problem I have is I lived in a house with a lot of animals for a minute. So I think just a lot of dust built up in it. And two computer shops I called said, actually, you know, if a lot of junk and dust built up on the inside of your computer, that can't cause it to, you know, overheating can't cause your computer to slow down. You probably need a new part, or you probably need something new here. I'm like, mm. nah, I just want it sprayed out. I just want it popped open and cleaned out. It's, you know, it's old school Mac desktop. It's not like it has a bunch of screws or anything. I don't know how to pop the screen apart from this kind of frame. It's not my type of tech repair. And the uh, Genius Store actually refused to look at it, so... Hopefully, things will be more streamlined very shortly here. And Vivek here has been saying a lot of really good shit lately. He wasn't originally on my radar, but I will say over the last five months, he's really made an impact. And uh, I'm growing quite fond of this guy. I still lean towards my original argument of, uh, if not, if uh, Ron DeSantis is the 2024 nominee, I am voting RFK Jr., the Vic went from one really liked space. He was liked in his uh, pharmaceutical world. He's a big popular guy there. Sells it now. He's a popular, independent, you know, like GOP candidate for president. You know, he went from one field where he was showered with praise to a new field where he showered with, with praise. Not a lot of opposition. I'm not saying he hasn't faced opposition. Of course he has. I mean, by the age of thirty, by the age of thirty-six, he owned one of the most profitable pharmaceutical businesses, apparently. Right? Like, wow, got it, neat. But on the political landscape, he just doesn't have that chip on his shoulder. You know, RFK has had family murdered by the very establishment he's going up against. You know, that's just something you don't come away from. He's been smearing. By the way, I want to sit here and call something out. Jimmy Dore interviewing uh, RFK being like, yeah, them calling you a Nazi and writing all these hit pieces against you. It's a new form of censorship. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. I mean, you look what they did to Ross Perot. Look what they did to Ron Paul. Look what they did to Trump in 2016. They've all been called Nazis or terrorists or white supremacists. It's not a new form of censorship. I'm a little disappointed Jimmy Dore made that a big sticking point recently. That, oh, well, you know, RFK Jr. being called a Nazi is a new form of uh, attack and censorship. It's like, it's not new. Everything else, yes, but new? No, don't paint it as new. Drive on the point that these are stale tactics that somehow still work. You know, it helps people realize, like, if you tell somebody, like, hey, you know that muffin you're eating? It's a couple days old, man. The muffin I'm eating was just baked this morning. They're going to look at the muffin in their head, even though they probably taste the same. Like, hypothetically speaking, this person had no complaints with their muffin before. Now they're looking at it like, oh, oh, this is an older muffin. And you got a fresher one, huh? Hmm. The fresher muffin here is brand new ideas. It's a clumsy-ass metaphor, but, you know, I got through it bumbling and stumbling. Vivek Ramaswamy blasts Biden's corrupt feds over Trump indictment, says true cause of J6 was persuasive censorship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And leading up to Twitter, we, we, we talked about this on the show quite a bit. One of the reasons why you got riots is because you had... 
the ideally the only rules you would have on a social media platform, right, would be nothing that exploits kids and no doxing. Because if you don't let the craziest, most extreme versions of ideas hit the sunlight, they never get bleached from this world. They never get challenged or eviscerated. Instead, when you silence the people and you bar them from modern-day public squares, which at the time when I was having this argument was Twitter. God, who was it? Was it Evan Space? No, it wasn't Evan Space. I had somebody on the show as a guest I was having had this debate with, actually, about tech censorship and why it's ultimately more harm than, than beneficial. It was like a four-hour debate, too. God, I gotta go find that. It's been a minute. It's been three years since I had that conversation. Anyway, off the point here. And what I said was, Look, the reason why you get groups like, let's say it, let's take it at face value that there's no Fed involvement in these groups, right? Hypothetically. You have Proud Boys, Antifa, you know, you have these groups that go out there. Now, why do you have these groups that go out there? It's because on all these social media platforms where they want to have the conversation, they're banned, silenced, and shunned. They're removed from the public square. Whereas back in the day, you could just go onto the cross, start yelling whatever you want. You might get arrested, you might get ticketed, you might get pushed out of the square, but... You at least had your moment in the sun. Whereas now when you can ban people on IP, shut down any email account they have, debank them, so on and so forth, you take away people's ability to talk, to scream, to yell. Oh, pardon me. And just like Martin Luther King said, and it's a true statement whether or not people like it or not, rioting is the voice of the unheard. Now, whether what they had to say is legit worth hearing or saying is not the source of the argument here. But when you take away people's ability to to speak and express, they will get violent. This is the point we've been making on this show for a very long time. And When Elon Musk took over Twitter, a lot of the public square got more open. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's a free... It's not. It's not. Bring back Alex Jones, bitch. That being said, let's get into it. It is incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy posted an impassioned announcement online Tuesday in defense of the former President Trump just uh, just after news broke of him being indicted by the Biden DOJ over alleged illegal attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. He remarked that the indictment by the Biden DOJ marks a, quote, sad moment in our country's history, as it is an example of a politicized prosecution, in addition to a political prosecution. Right here, Vivek Ramaswamy stressed, uh, stressed that while it would make his own presidential run easier should Donald Trump be forced out of the election, he will speak out against any injustices against the former president, uh as it is, first, about principles, not politics. Now, I will say, I'm in the majority, I think, of people here who seem to think Vivek Ramaswamy is actually running to be vice president. Now, I know know Vic here has said, uh, listen, I'm not a number two guy. I'm number one. I'm ready to be president, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, he's a rising stock. He has to, you know, keep himself inflated. He has to keep eyes on him. If he can win, I'm sure he wants to. But I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's aiming for a vice president spot. But you can't just say, I plan to be number two, inevitably. No, it just doesn't impact. It strips you of any power, any bite you may have. So he has to come out and say, no, I'm not running to be a second. I'm running to be number one guy 
And I look, what's happening to Trump is tragic, and I want to debate him and beat his ass on a debate stage. Again, Vivek and RFK Jr. are the only two people going about on that stage who can make Trump squirm with pandemic-related issues. Because everyone else running is a politician or was endorsing vaccine mandates, endorsed lockdowns, was pro-lockdowns, only celebrated Trump when he did this stupid shit with the lockdowns. Loved Fauci. Like, there's too many. Everyone else running other than Vivek and RFK have dirty hands with COVID. These are the two people who can make Trump really fucking squirm and panic and sweat. They're like, so why'd you do that? Hmm? Why'd you lock it down like that? Hmm? Why'd you, you know, RFK Jr. can bring up all this evidence he has for the vaccines. I got a copy of his book right here. I talked about this before when I was with the convoy. I didn't do this, but a group I was with drove into D.C. and went around Anthony Fauci's neighborhood and put copies of the real Anthony Fauci on the doorsteps of his neighbors. That shit's funny as hell. Now let's continue on, shall we? Ramaswamy stressed that while he's president, principles, not politics, he also has pledged to pardon former President Trump from a previous DOJ indictment should he end up assuming office. I like how that's where should he end up. Again, there's nothing wrong with him. If Vivek is is the nominee, I will happily vote for that. Uh, the I under Trump and Vivek, I'm fine. These are two great nominees. I'm completely content with both of them. Uh, honestly, I have less grievances with Vivek Ramaswamy, to be completely honest. But I want the revenge tour. I've been saying this since 2020. I know Tim Pool in the last like nine months has started saying it more. You can check my track record. I've been saying that way longer. I was like, look, as soon as he's out of office. Dog, they're going to harass and hound this guy. They don't whack him mafioso style. He's going to come back with a vengeance and start breaking shit. And I want that. At bare minimum, I vote for a guy who just has a lot of talk and does fucking nothing. And my vote was wasted. Oh, well. But, hypothetically speaking, you send him in there and he's fucked with and he goes bashing shit. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. And I've been saying this pretty consistently since 2020. So, my track record speaks for itself. A lot of people were like, oh, well, there will be no revenge tour. I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. Let's see how hard they fuck with him. And I didn't know they were going to fuck with him this hard. Honestly, Goodfellas, Joe Pesci treatment probably would have been a lot quicker. <laughs> but they've done, made him a martyr. And now he's raising all these polls and funds and, and beating everybody's ass in these uh, stats. All right, man. They took a weird approach to trying to take him out. Remember when they said... Not historically significant, and now they've made Trump the most like historically significant president in a very long time. Oy vey. Anyway, let's continue on. He also said that it is, quote, incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump, as he did not commit a crime and specifically told protesters that day to behave peacefully. Ramaswamy argued that the real reason the riot took place at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021 was systemic persuasive censorship throughout America. These are just quotes. We can get into them here in a second. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is also also in the running, posted a brief statement to Twitter neglecting to defend former President Trump or even mention him by name. Yeah. I remember when the first day it came out and Ron DeSantis says, I don't know what goes into paying a prostitute hush money. And here's the thing. Two things about DeSantis. One, he can shove that, well, that's a veteran thing, right up his fucking ass. Nothing makes me lose and retract my thank you for your service quicker. 
then when I'm talking to somebody, they say, well, I think your Second Amendment should be curtailed because I went to war. Especially when it's like, listen, man, I actively know I have people who fought in Iraq listening to this show. And I love you guys. I appreciate you. You didn't know what you were getting in for when you went in and fought. You, Your home was under attack. Your loved ones were under attack. That's what you knew to be true. That's what the president and the establishment wanted you to believe. Hey, it's no dirt off your back, man. I honest, honest to God, I love you and I respect you for going to fighting. But when I meet an Iraqi war veteran or anyone who's fought under George Bush or Barack Obama, basically, and their argument is, well, as a veteran, I don't think all firearms are covered in the Second Amendment. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself and fuck you for your service added to. Sorry, I know. Some people say, oh, you're what a piece of shit. Sorry, no. Yeah, I'm not a veteran of any kind. I know veterans who share this exact sentiment, though. But, yeah, don't don't come around using any level of your service to justify the curvature of any amendments or rights or anything in any level of doctrine in this country. Your service and your experience does not outweigh the philosophical and realistic arguments behind policies. And Ron DeSantis does not fucking get that. Ron DeSantis will go, oh, look, I was a veteran, and he wasn't. Yeah, I get it, he served, but he was a fucking attorney. He was a JAG lawyer. That motherfucker was the type of guy yelling at being told he can't handle the truth, basically. That's what the fuck uh, Ron DeSantis was doing. So, like, fuck all of that. Sorry, I got pulled away for a second, so train of thought completely derailed. But TLDR, don't use your any of your fucking veteran status or whatever to be like, oh, well, you know, I don't think. Because, you know, oh, because you're a service doesn't mean you have stats, doesn't mean you have valid arguments. Oh, wow, guns kill people. You mean you were, in a, you were a combat troop and you killed people with a gun, so now your whole aspect is this is a weapon of war, not a tool? Wow. What a tool-like way to think, grunt. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I love the troops. Don't use that Don't use that fucking title of veteran or active duty as a justification to suppress my fucking rights, dog. Because I'll treat you like a random schmuck off the fucking street real quick. Anyway, let's move on, right? Now that I've... <laughs> you know, people who voted for me listen to the show, so I just wonder how that's going to impact people. Then again, the people who voted for me... I've gotten the general sense that they knew what they were getting when they voted for me, roughly, so... They seem happy, right? Let's continue on. Posted a brief statement to Twitter, yeah. And when, you know, Ron DeSantis was like, I don't know what goes into painting it. Ron DeSantis, I'm sure he's aware of the case. As a former attorney, I'm sure he had to look into the case in real and have read... We pulled up here dozens of times. Stormy Daniels even admitted that she never slept with Donald Trump. She worked with her... She worked two attorneys, and she worked a grievance lawsuit that took two years to write up. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty self-evident that it's all bullshit. I'll leave a link to this article in the description below if you want to know more about it. But there's multiple times in interviews where she just went, Yeah, it's all made up. I never actually slept with them. I just wanted to get a paycheck. And you see her attorneys just go, Oh, no. Oh, no. That wasn't supposed to happen. Oof. But, yeah. So if some schmuck like me can figure that out... I know goddamn well Ron DeSantis could figure it out. So I knew at that, but I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to lie to his constituents and run for gov- run for president, even though he promised his constituents that he wouldn't run for president. Got it. The Florida snake. And turned out... By the way, I was just talking to my mom about this. 
know, she's a significantly older woman. She's a she's a baby boomer. She's been through some elections. And I asked, have you ever seen a campaign fall apart so quickly? Like somebody who so many people were looking at thought, this is the guy. This person has it in the bag. And then just through a series of brain-dead blunders completely fucked themselves over. And she went twice. She's like, there's Mondale. And the guy who went... The guy who screamed his fucking head off. And I was like, really? She goes, yeah. They both had huge money behind them. Huge ticket, huge pulls. Everyone thought they had in the bag. And then they threw it away at the last second. And she's talking about the guy who ran against George Bush Sr. and also lost it too. I'm like, wow, okay. So I guess Ron DeSantis is not a groundbreaking presidential implosion. I guess he's just a one in a one in a dozen. But let's continue on. As president, I will end the weaponization of the government and replace the FBI director and ensure a single standard of justice for all Americans. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to read Ron DeSantis like he's not a whimpering little bitch. Let's go. I have not read the indictment. I do. The, the why are you commenting on it? Well, I have seen reports. I have not read the indictment. I do, though, believe we need to enact reforms so that Americans have the right to remove cases from Washington, D.C. to their home districts. Washington, D.C. is a swamp, and it is unfair to have to have to stand trial before a jury that is reflective of the swamp's mentality. One of the reasons our country is in decline is the politicalization of the rule of law. No more excuses. I will end the weaponization of the federal government. Ahim. From Rahim Qasim. Wait, you're a lawyer running for president and you couldn't take a minute to read the docs despite wanting to grift off this? And DC is a sw- is such a swamp. You held fundraisers there last month in the law offices of Dominion Voting Systems Lawyers. You're fucking gross, dude. Oh. I have to give that a follow. That was golden. Alright, let's get back here. Good, we're almost done. So now we're going to pop over here to the Vic's video, and we're going to watch a Vic's video and wrap this episode up. Moment in our country's history. Rewind. It's another... The 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ, a political party in power that is now repeatedly using police force to indict and arrest and potentially eliminate its political opponents from competition. This is a politicized prosecution. It is a political persecution through prosecution, now in a third indictment just in a matter of months against the person who is still at present the lead contender in the Republican primary for U.S. president. I want to be very clear. I am running for U.S. president in that same Republican primary. It would be easier for me if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That's not how I want to win. This is not about politics to me. This is about first principles. We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic-like tactics 
to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions freely. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? I said this in the days after January 6th, 2021, just as I say it today. Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. That was after a year where we had told people across this nation that you had to stay locked down in your house, in your basement, and shut up, sit down, do as you're told. If you question that, you're racist, you're anti-science, your social media accounts were silenced. You had to stay home and lock down unless you were part of BLM or Antifa, in which case it was perfectly fine to roam the streets of this country and burn many of them down. That was the double standard that then applied and said that if you said the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, you were again a racist and had your internet accounts shut down. You were then told you had an election where you could express yourself to put the right person in charge of fixing these problems and instead your accounts were suppressed if you sent a mere message saying that the hunter biden laptop story from the new york post was real you had your accounts locked even the new york post had its own account locked and if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak that is when they scream if you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream that is when they tear things down and I think we are making a grave mistake in this country by trying to pin the blame for that at the feet of one man. If we refuse to learn our mistakes from, from our mistakes in the past, we are doomed to suffer an even worse fate in the future. I worry that will create a country where January 6, 2021 was a friendly parlay compared to what's actually to come. I'm running for president to make sure we don't march towards some kind of national divorce. But the first and most important step that we as candidates can take in this race is to speak and speak forcefully on the side of principle to say that even if we're competing against Donald Trump, as I am, I do not want to see him eliminated from competition using these politicized tactics. It is wrong for our country. It is wrong for our future. I call on my fellow candidates to condemn it. And I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. That's gonna be a first step towards uniting our country. Base. Honestly, any complaints? What do you guys thoughts? It's another sad... So what do you guys think? Hmm? What do you guys make of the indictments? What do you guys make of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? And who's your first and who's your backup candidate? I'm just curious if you guys plan on voting, who you plan on voting for like first ticket? Did that person make it? Who's your backup candidate? If you have one. That being said, I've been your James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls, and I shall talk to you guys later.
basically done with all the episodes I wanted to record uh, around Friday before I had to head out of town for the weekend, but oh well. We're here, we're getting into this, and then we're getting into some new, more pressing stories after this. California officials shut down a legal Chinese-run lab after detection of coronavirus, HIV, and hepatitis. Oh no! What wrong? Do you want beef, pork, or chicken with COVID-4. <laughs> For real, dog. Ching Ding and Bing Sing be over here making all kinds of fucking diseases. And we're just sleeping soundly at night. And of course it's in, what is it? Corrupt, collapsed California. While Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, <clears throat> is out of state stomping for Biden. Sorry, did I say stomping for Biden? He's supposed to be stomping for Biden. Instead, he's scheduling a debate with Ron DeSantis... And been spending the last two months going around telling how great of a governor, how handsome he is. And he's been talking about largely his profitable wine vineyard? Not his policies, his fucking vineyard. So, uh, Ron, Gavin Newsom's getting ready to announce Gavin Newsom 2024. That's what Newsom's up to. And meanwhile, all this is going on in his fucking state. Now, mind you, we've also busted Chinese police stations, kidnapping and abducting American citizens... Who are like Chinese descent or Chinese immigrants who moved here legally, who misbehave according to CCP standards, and they get disappeared. We've busted these police stations ran by the CCP. And now this. This is only one. Balloons flying overhead. And now this. Right. Folks. You are being subverted before your very fucking eyes while the very sleepy, feckless fucking politicians snooze around you. And yes, I understand that I am too, like, currently in elected office, but I am sitting here trying to tell you about it. I'm very limited in what I can actually do because all I can do is talk. I'm a precinct delegate. You know, I just talk about shit. Talk about shit and vote on things within the party of my own state. That's about it. But you gotta take action now. You gotta demand. Call your state representatives, call your governors, call your congressmen. Call your mayors, call everybody you can on a local, official, and federal level who directly relates to you and your state. And tell them, hey, do you know about this? Do you know that they this in our states? Because I'm doing that. I'm talking to people who work for the Office of Politicians in Michigan. I am talking to people who work for them. I'm talking to interns. I'm sending out emails. You have to do the same. Because they're developing bioweapons. That I, I, I'm willing to get a strike to say this. COVID-19 was a bioweapon. And it was meant to kill everyone that wasn't Asian. And I'm pretty sure that's why when you see videos out of China... Cause let, let, let's discuss the propaganda and how the propaganda works. The videos you see released from China that's approved. It's, you know, the President Ping waving to people. Big red buildings, gold trims, women in gowns dr- dancing... It's this immaculate pre- uh, presentation of celebrating tradition and the future. That's approved government propaganda from China. We had videos of people collapsing, people coughing up blood and fainting, things that the CCP would not purposely let out. And we have CCP defectors, tons of them coming out and saying, look, uh, COVID was designed to kill 
and affect mostly the militaries of other countries, and it was programmed to affect anyone that wasn't of Chinese heritage. I wonder if they actually made a one of fucking zero, and the virus is hyper-dangerous towards anyone of Asian or Chinese descent, because you look at what happened here in the States, the number one people who make up the bulk, like, make up a, a huge chunk of the people who supposedly died of COVID, not with, but of, are Asian. Now, particular sect, I don't know. A lot of these studies didn't really seem to break that down very well. But I wonder, if if, if we're going with what well, I believe, this is a bioweapon, and it was meant to target everyone that wasn't Chinese or of Asian descent, and now people of Asian descent, or the videos we're seeing out of China, are people collapsing in the streets and dying, young and old. People were dying of massive heart issues before the fucking vaccine even rolled out globally. Now, I'm not saying China didn't have some variant of their own. China definitely had some variant of their own vaccine before we had ours. And it was definitely shittier constructed. But they're operating these bio labs right here. And how much do you want to bet they're receiving money, using money that we give their country and using it to fund these labs in our own backyards? And what happens when the shit from these labs get out? Huh? What happens when there's a lab leak right here in our own backyard? Do you know what's going to happen when normies start realizing that there's Chinese bio labs and Chinese communist prisons abducting American citizens in their own country? Do you know what kind of hell it's going to cause with the normies? And I welcome it. They should know. This should have been front page story across every major TV network. But it's not going to be. Why? Because the federal government with Joe Biden, Equal Health Alliance behind it, want this. This shit is good for profit. Why? Because it allows them to control the future through fear and disease. Playing God has never worked for man, and yet we always try it. Let's get into it. Authorities found that at least 20 potentially infectious agents, along with over 900 lab, ma lab mice. Jesus Christ. By Sarah Hidgen. Local and federal public health officials have been investigating an unlicensed Chinese-owned laboratory in Fresno County, California, where it is... Ah, uh, that's where you sue AMV. Anyway, where it found at least 20 potentially infectious agents, including coronavirus, HIV, hepatitis, and herpes, along with over 900 lab mice, according to the court documents obtained by NBC News. Prestige Biotech was listed as the tenant for the building and one and other addresses provided to the authorities by the company, President Jiaquin Yao were, quote, either empty offices or addresses in China that could not be verified. Interesting story from my great friend. Interesting story from my great friend, Natalie Winters, the great journalist, Natalie Winters, as well as my friend, from the National Pulse. The Wuhan Institute of Virology, you remember those guys, right? Those cats and dogs. The Wuhan Institute of Virology assembled a monkeypox virus genome, allowing viruses to be identified through PCR tests using a method that had been potentially flagged as a contagious pathogen. That's interesting. What's also interesting is that this seems to have occurred, seems to have taken up months before, yes, that's right, before these initial cases were found in February of 2022. The paper was authored by nine Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers and published in the lab's quarterly scientific journal, Virologica Sinica, which follows the wide-scale use of polymerase PCR tests to identify COVID-19 positive individuals. Researchers appear to identify a, a portion of the monkeypox virus genome enabling PCR tests to identify the virus in the paper. 
Uh, they go in through it, and they actually go through and in the article itself, they're printing. You can you can pull up the whole, they have the whole thing up in their scribbed. You can get the entire genome of monkeypox in here. So of course, the unearthed study follows the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology conducting similar research into strains of bat coronaviruses that can infect humans while admitting at facilities lack proper laboratory safety protocols. So the question of course becomes, now I think we're with a few of these things, right? You've got to ask now when it comes to the lab, can we co-locate the origin of monkeypox? Do we know if monkeypox first broke out anywhere near Wuhan? See, this was the thing with the Wuhan lab leak theory, because it wasn't just that the Wuhan Institute of Virology um, was conducting these experiments. See, people always say that, oh, you, you know, you present this with no evidence, you present this with no evidence, just because they were doing experiments doesn't mean that it led to the outbreak. No, that's not what happened first. What happened first was there was an outbreak of COVID-19 in the city of Wuhan, directly there. All right. Moving on. The documents note that Yao told officials his company was uh, was a creditor to the Universal Meditech Incorporated and had moved its assets to uh, into the building after the company went out of business. However, officials did not find any California-based addresses for either company besides the Fresno location during the investigation. City and county officials inspected the location on March 3rd and 16th. And, quote, certain rooms of the warehouse were found to contain several vessels of liquid, uh, several vessels of liquids and various apparatuses. It said, quote, Fresno County Public Health staff also observed blood, tissue, and other bodily fluid samples from serums and thousands of vials of unlabeled fluids and suspected biological materials. Uh, sounds like that Dr. Gossinell guy's abortion house almost, doesn't it? The reports also note that the city found more than 175,000 dead mice in the warehouse and euthanized 773 more in April after they were found in inhumane conditions. Again, any of these mice could get out these diseases and if there's gain of function going on in these labs we don't know it's not reported in here but i'm i would say they're probably doing some form, form of gain of function i mean it doesn't seem that far flung of a fucking idea does it if one of these rats got out and started infecting other rats and a homeless person got bit or any number of ways this pathogen could get out do you realize what could potentially happen it's only a matter of time before you get a disease that's everything they try to tell you COVID was when it first hit. And then what will you do? Right, we have to take care and stop these development of biological weapons before these biological weapons take us out. But no, you know, keep doing gain of function, right? Play God. You spend too much time thinking that you could. You never asked if you should. Oops, what the hell? That was kind of wild. Don't know what that noise was. Fresno County Public Health Department Assistant Director Joe Padro said in a statement that the department has been evaluating and assessing the activities of an unlicensed laboratory in Reedley. In Reedley. It was noted that the department destroyed all of the chemical agents by July 5th. Quote, the evaluation required, uh, uh, pardon me, I thought I was going to sneeze, 
coordination and collaboration with multiple federal and state agencies to determine and classify biological and chemical contents on site. In addition to assessing uh, jurisdictional authority under the unique situation, quote, Pedro added. Quote, I've never seen this in my 26-year career with the county of Fresno. He said of the situation, quote, so there were over 800 different chemicals on site in different bottles of different acids. Unfortunately, a lot of these being categorized under unknown chemicals. Reedley, city manager Nicole Ziba, told KSEE and KGPE, quote, this is an unusual situation. I've been in government, I've been in the government for 25 years. I've never seen anything like this, he added, quote, there are no more bio, there are no more biologicals there are no more mice, but there are still what? But they still will see us abdicating thirty freezers and fridges, medical equipment, and all sorts of furniture in there. They still see some activity, nothing hazardous at this point. He noted that the investigation is still ongoing, and Yao has been forthcoming with information, but that. There is no real public concern at this bullshit. Because if there's one, there's more than one. I'm sorry, communists are like cockroaches. You get one, you see just one. You're only seeing it because the situation is bad enough that you finally saw one. It's not because you saw it before it got bad. No, 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 no. It's quite the opposite. There's other biolabs. You have multiple politicians surrounded by CCP operatives. Eric Swalwell was fucking a Chinese spy. Diane Feinstein's personal driver for 20 years was a CCP operative. And the list goes on and on and on. People on the right and on the left have been subverted and have loyalties to China or have people working for them who have loyalties to China. There is a massive call for public alarm in this story. Don't don't quietly be like, oh yeah, well that's all. They, they they stopped it. No, there needs to be investigations. You need to demand investigations. There are more of these labs. I promise you. Mark my words. We're gonna find more slowly over the course of time, but we could find more a lot quickly if you put pressure on state and local officials to demand investigations and look into it. This story needs to blow up. There is a massive concern to public safety, but I'm gonna wrap that up here. This has been inside four walls. I bring your students Madison and I will catch you with something a little bit more recent next time. And now, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. So this quietly happened in the background, and the news really didn't want to talk about it. So let's talk about it right now. we got two articles to get into revolving, well, it's Crypto Bro. We covered him pretty in-depth in the past, and now he's back in the headlines, mainly because, uh... You hear that? That was the sound of a slap on the wrist. Now let's get into that. Feds drop campaign contributions charge against Sam Bankman. Now you will remember this. S SBF here. By the way, why do they all look like this? Like, what is this person's look? It's like the bastardized gay dick baby between Ethan Klein and, uh, 
Casey Neistat. That's exactly what he looks like, actually. This is greasy, dirty, chubby, cuck fuck. Like his girlfriend and all that shit. It's ugh. 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 Disgusting bunch of people. But he was the second largest donor to Democrat uh, politicians and campaigns, right behind George Soros. Now it's this video here. Step back, step back, step back. Let him walk, let him walk. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. There you go. It's all the footage. Article is by Priscilla de Gregory. Let's get into it. Federal prosecutors are dropping campaign finance violation charges against alleged crypto crook. Alleged crypto crook Sam Bankman Freed over a legal snafu. That's a moderate way of putting it. In his extradition from the Bahamas to the U.S., the feds moved to dismiss one count of conspiracy to make unlawful campaign contributions against Bankman Freed 31 after the Caribbean country clarified that it, quote, did not intend to extradite him on the charge according to the letter filed by prosecutors in Manhattan Federal Court late Wednesday. U.S. Under the U.S. extradition treaty with the Bahamas, the island nation must consent to the charges against Bankman Freed, a major donor to the 2022 midterm elections as well as the 2020 election. Now, mind you, they wanted him on the island because they wanted to hold him accountable for their own little collection of shit there. Because pretty much the only people who were allowed to access any of their funds were the people on the island where he was. And that was kind of giving them a little bit of armor. They've been trying to wrangle this motherfucker for a while. He's been... <sighs> He's been captured. He's been released. There's been a lot of reports and a lot of misreports about his story. That's why I kind of didn't cover it a whole lot. Now, this is definitive. This has happened. He is in the States. And there's a lot of, like, gray area reporting about this guy. About alleged activities. A lot of uh, people familiar with and unnamed sources here say... So, if there's anything to fill in the gaps here with the time that he's been, you know, chilling in the Bahamas on the beach, soaking the sunrise while people lost millions of dollars in hard-earned cash because they trusted this little butterball bitch with it, please, I, uh, I humbly request any information in the descriptions or in the comments below. Some of you guys bring me some of the best articles, I swear. Quote, accordingly... In keeping with its treaty obligations to the Bahamas, the government does not intend to process or proceed to trial on the campaign contributions count. You know what this means, right? This means all these politicians get a walk free. They get a nice little skirt and a little skate right out the fucking door and no one gets to be held accountable for anything they did. It's honestly kind of, uh, it's kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. This guy was allowed to defraud thousands of people, millions of dollars, earning himself billions of dollars, and gave it all to Democrat politicians who are working around the clock right now to protect. Now, it is worth noting, he did donate 
to a handful of uh, GOP candidates, but it's, you know, party players you expect, Mitch McConnell and the, and the like, people you'd expect him to donate to. But DNC is what he focused on, and that's who's protecting him right now. Meanwhile, people like Snowden and Julian Assange rot. People are on the run, right? Julian Assange and Edward Snowden because they worked to help America. Julian Assange operated as a reporter and as a journalist, publishing what was given to him. Edward Snowden saw corruption within the government and came forward with it. No, he couldn't come forward through the government means of whistleblower protection. He anonymously gave it over to three to four journalists and fled the country. But Sam Bankman freed, no charges. And to my understanding, uh, there's four other things, uh, four other charges he's being dropped from on this that, that no one's going after. So you just have to sit here in utter fucking awe. Now let's continue on, shall we? Yep, the cathedral, the cathedral helps you. The Bahamas government, uh, the government does not intend to proceed to trial on a campaign count. The now dropped charges allege that Bakeman Freed and his cohorts used tens of millions of dollars in FTX funds to illegally make over 300 donations to curry favor with candidates who could pass laws that could help his company. Sam Bakeman Freed, who is accused of stealing from customers of his now-defunct FTX cryptocurrency exchange, still faces 12 other charges. He also can be sued personally now. So it's not over for him, but it is disheartening. I mean, if you really expected anything to come of this. I had hoped... I still think maybe down the road, last minute, like, look what happened with Hunter Biden's plea deal. That shit got gutted last second, we all thought that that was a sealed deal. So perhaps something can go through with with uh, Sam Bateman Freed here last minute, and he gets federal charges pressed on him. Who knows, but for the time being, it does not look like it. It looks like he's skating free on this shit. But, he can now be targeted individually, right? So you have investors and people who he defrauded who can now take him to court individually one at a time and bury him in legal suits and fees for the rest of his fucking life. So it's not like he's fully escaping the long dick of the law and getting away with it. No, 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 no. He's going to be the target of massive joint lawsuits. Let's continue on. Still faces 12 other charges in the case. Though five more of the counts are still in question because they were added after he was extradited. He looks like he's not been eating much. Actually, looks like he lost a little bit of weight. Looks like maybe he had a shower. Nope. Sorry, too greasy. I was going to say, looks like maybe he had a shower, but... Nah. The Bahamas must also consent to the courts that were added after... uh, The counts after... Bankman Freed was sent back to the U.S. A judge ruled last month that trial will proceed in October on the original charges. And a separate proceeding was set for March 2022. On the charges that are up in the air, Bankman Freed is on, <laughs> is on home detention at his family's house in California on $250 million bond as he awaits trial. He's going to get that bond. I guarantee it. Someone or someones are going to come together and get that bond for him. 
Separately, on Wednesday, prosecutors asked a judge to jail Bankman Freed, claiming he engaged uh, engaged in witness tampering by giving New York Times reporter the personal writings of his ex-girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, who, who is slated to be a key witness against him at trial. By the way, let's look at this ugly bitch, man. Hopefully, is real. You steal tens of... Of billions of fucking dollars. And this is the rat face you shove your tiny dick in? Really, dog? That is out- outwardly tragic. Like, this is this is just so unfortunate. It's just sad. Really breaks your heart. Like, look, like, really, dog? This is what you settled for with all that fucking money? All that money? No... <laughs> To make you appreciate how dumb a lot of normal, non-medicated human uh, experiences. Yeah, look at this person. They look like rat men from Portal. It's not great. You steal tens of billions of dollars just to fuck Tommy Wiseau's daughter. Mm. Mm. Shame. And now she's here. After she stole your money, did your drugs, got fucked by all your friends testifying against you on 12 other counts. Even if nothing comes with this. Damn, dog. You treated a 4 like a 9, and you got fucked. And not by her. Well, by her, but not the way you wanted. It's a shame. It's a shame. See the, sm- see the arrogant smile? The eyes are telling an entirely different story here, folks. When is tampering, huh? Mm, mm, mm. The judge issued a temporary gag order to let Bankman Freed remain free while he considers the request. U.S. Attorney's Office and a rep for Bankman Freed both declined to comment on Thursday. I feel like no shit, right? Uh, return his testicles from his fridge. Sorry. Uh, for those of you uh, just listening to this on the audio format, you get no context. Judge Titan Sam Bakeman-Fried's bail will consider jailing him. And now this is the update. By Kylie uh, Schneider and Ronnie Reyes. Ronnie Reyes. Why do I know that name? Manhattan federal prosecutors want disgraced FTX cryptocurrency mogul Sam Bakeman-Fried jailed ahead of his fraud trial, claiming he, quote, crossed a line by allegedly working with a journalist to pressure key witnesses against him. Bakeman Freed, 31, appeared in court later Wednesday for a hearing over the Fed's, uh, over the Fed's motion where Judge Lewis Kaplan ruled the former FTX CEO could temporarily remain free on bond and issues a gag order. Quote, I am very mindful of the government's interest in this issue which I take seriously, and I say, Mr. Bankman-Fried, you better take seriously too, Kaplan warned. The gag order will remain in place until Kaplan can make a proper ruling. Once prosecutors and the defense file their official motions on Friday, August 1st, they're officially filed now, respectively, he said. The Fed's Wednesday motion came after Bankman-Fried allegedly gave a New York Times reporter personal writings from his former girlfriend, Caroline Ellison. Who led? Uh, who led his failed crypto hedge fund, uh, Alameda Research? 
Ellison is set to testify against Bankman Freed. Now she's gonna fuck you with the court system, Bankman. This is not a human this time, right? Your cellmate will be. And prosecutors claim that his alleged actions amounted to witness tampering, noting that the former billionaire had more than a, a thousand phone calls with journalists. Quote, This latest indictment, uh, yep, incitement, is an escalation of an ongoing campaign with the press that has now crossed a line, prosecutor Daniel Sassoon told Kaplan during the hearing requesting that the former crypto golden boy be put behind bars quote no set of release can no set of release conditions can ensure the safety of the community she added well i mean he's not really a threat to the community he's, he's a threat to your pocketbooks if you trust him defense attorney mark cohen objected to the request saying that his team was blindsided by the government's sudden request to detain bankman freed cohen reminded the courts that Bankman Freed's bail terms allowed him to speak with reporters and stop uh, stop that would be an infringement on his right to speak to the press. The attorney added, I mean, he absolutely can. Like, no one's going to, like, stop him. He can break the gag order. They're just saying, if you do this, there are consequences. So it's not really an infringement on it. He can still, like, it's not like they're welding his fucking mouth shut here. If he wants to run his stupid fucking mouth, he's more than capable of it. As he's demonstrated multiple times. The attorney added that his client has had, quote, many, many negative stories published about him and his relationships, arguing his dealings with the press were merely means to protect his reputation. Well... I notice you're not launching defamation lawsuits or claiming defamation, so it's not exactly like publishing false stories, at least by your measures, right? So, Sam, buddy, bitch made. It ain't working out for you, sweet sugar tits. Maybe turn around and go back to the Seth Rogen lookalike department store. All right, bud, thanks. Last week, Ellison's private writing hit the public, detailing her strained, ongoing, off-again, polyamorous relationship with Bankman Freed. Yeah, according to all reports, Bankman Freed is the reason why there's a, a little chair in the corner of all hotel rooms. Yeah, it's a shame. Right, because that, that little chair in the hotel room is used for two things. One, you're sitting there and you're watching shit. Or two, you and your homies are pulling up to that weird little desk by the TV so y'all can do bong rips quietly. And you know, both use the, the smoke buddy to keep the smoke and the coughing down. Just me? Just me, huh? The former, not the latter, I mean, right? Clarifications? I'm not a crypto investor. Fuck you. Last week, Ellison's private writings hit the public. That joke was not as funny as I thought it would be, but let's move on. In one entry from February 2022, Ellison, now 28, wrote... God, what is 28 in rat years? Wrote that the star-crossed lovers were at risk... Ooh, of, quote, making things weird and causing drama at the company, worrying it doesn't really feel like there's an end in sight. Shut up, bitch. The New York Times reported. In another, rep <coughs> in another post addressed to Bankman Freed in April 2022, Ellison wrote that an earlier breakup with him had significantly decreased my excitement about uh, Almeida. Alameda. After the class of FTX and Almeida, 
Ellison pleaded guilty to federal fraud charges, telling the court that she was truly sorry for her actions. In the words of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Shut up, bitch! Now let's look at this a little bit here. There's a little bit of reading, but we're going to get into it, shall we? United States District Court of Southern, uh, Southern District of New York, uh, United States of America v. Samuel Bankman Freed, a.k.a. SBF, the defendant, uh, pursuant to SD, or South District of New York, Local Criminal Rule 23-1H, has, upon the finding that a narrowly drawn order governing the extrajudicial statements by the parties is at least restrictive uh, corrective measure, is at least a restrictive corrective measure to ensure a fair trial. The court's order as following. One, the parties in this case, their attorneys and their agents are prohibited from publicly disseminating or discussing with any public communications media anything that the case uh, struck out including statements about the identity, testimony, or credibility of prospective witnesses, information that has not been determined admissible at trial. The statement intended to influence public opinion regarding the merits of this case. The defendant is also prohibited from causing others, such as surrogates, family members, spokespersons, representatives, or volunteers from making such statements on his behalf. Two, for purposes of this order, the pro <laughs> the prohibition of attorneys extends to the personal identified in the the personal identified in South District of New York's local criminal rule 23-1A, namely the lawyers or a law firm non-lawyer personnel employed by a lawyer's office or subject to a lawyer's supervision, private investigators acting under, this is a really strict gag order, acting under supervision of criminal defense lawyer and government agents and police officers. Buddy. Case 122CR00673 LAK, my bad. Document 1791, filed 072423, page 2 of 2. 3. The prohibition in this order does not apply to assertions of, um, <clears throat> of innocence or reference to information that is contained either in publicly filed court filings or transcripts of court proceedings in this case. I'm not exactly good at reading whatever that chicken scratch is. But it's signed, and the proceedings in this case, right here, if you can decipher that, it will be in the descriptions below. She had two other former FTX executives, Nasheed Sign and Gary Wang, have agreed to cooperate with authorities in the case against Bateman Freed. The former crypto king faces trial on October 2nd for allegedly misappropriation of billions of FTX customers' funds to cover up losses from risky bets that the cryptocurrency hedge had to bankroll and had to bankroll a lavish lifestyle that included extravagant property purchases in the Bahamas. Bankman Freed, who is currently under house arrest, has denied any wrongdoing and pleaded not guilty 
to an array of charges. Now let's see what the comments have to say, shall we? These three right here. From Ramen Noodles, he paid the right people off. True. Misfit. Jewish judge, Jewish prosecutor, Jewish defendant, a Jewish lawyer! True. And Lori Love. Jail this brat! Agreed. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. Misfit. Uh, relatively based comments. Anyway, I will talk to y'all later. Woo, that shit tickled me pink right there.